Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. The time to waste went to the cross. Drunk for lies of his age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for the lust. Blindly passing, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his fire. something out and then you show us something new and we have to re- regroup and adjust and and we just praise you for your incredible mercy father we thank you for all of the things that you have taught us we praise you lord jesus for truly being our friend and praying for us and and the cloud of witnesses and also bringing us to a place where uh we've been able to grow away uh not not you know again this isn't a dig against any of our brothers and sisters we need to continue to pray for all of them praise god uh but um father we we just pray. there isn't enough praise for you we cannot give you enough praise because if if even um 80% of the things that you have shown us shown us thus far is accurate then it is monumental uh, in 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 the understanding and um it just you know we have to learn to um seek you take advantage of the time that we have seek you more fervently than we've ever sought you before we need to become Timothy 1, verse 15, to the pure, all things are pure. We have to be the Beatitudes. We've got to completely seek you. And our sanctification process, Father, needs to be accelerated. And I do believe it is possible that the um, word that you put upon my heart to share testimonial uh, in the form of a testimony uh, on the prayer vigil may have been in kind of prophetic in a sense. Um, I really didn't understand it very well, and um, I shared what I felt was on my heart. I received a lot of things, as you know, a lot of communications from people that were sharing gratitude. But now 
suddenly it all seems to come together and gel like never before with the new information that has been provided to me. Uh, however, again, Father, we humble ourselves before your throne because no matter how many prophecies, dreams, and visions that we've learned this the hard way, no matter how many prophecies, dreams, and visions that we collect in our portfolio and study fervently, mapping them back against the Bible, looking at the events that are happening empirically ag- across the world and trying to establish where we are in the end times timeline. We are always befuddled and kind of blown away by the timeline. The timeline never seems to measure up exactly to where we think it might. Uh, all of our uh, estimate, sanctified estimations uh, tend to be in question always. You are an awesome father, and we acknowledge the, that beyond any shadow of a doubt that, the, that you are going to reserve, as the Scripture says, the right to make you know call those audibles, uh, befuddling the devil, uh, dorking with the timeline of the evil ones, and uh, you know perhaps ultimately giving more time for the fullness of the Gentiles to be brought in. And we praise you, Father, for helping us to understand that we are on the boat. We thank you, Father God for um, you know, maybe even blessing us in such a manner that not only are we on the boat, but we have maybe a better, more clear view of the things that are that are uh, you know ahead of us. Uh, and um, and if that be true, even though there's certainly going to be a significant, noteworthy margin of error, because uh, there always is, uh, we just praise you and give you all the glory and honor. We thank you, Father God, for being incredibly merciful. None of us want to miss the barley harvest. None of us want to, uh, you know, fall short of what it is you need for us to be in order to appropriately qualify and to be um, evacuated off this, away from this prison planet as soon as possible. But at the same time, Father, we have hypothesized for many, many years that, you know, we would have to go through some dark times, some difficult times that especially became true uh, once the pandemic, uh, you know, the COVID bioweapon attack against mankind was allowed to occur. And, um, and so we just, all we can do is just throw ourselves at the foot of the cross. I mean, really, Father, all we can do is throw ourselves at the foot of the cross, give you praise. we got to spend more time in praise. I do. I do. More time in praise, more time uh, flooding ourselves with that supernatural anointing that comes from praise and not being so wrapped up in any particular prophetic timeline uh, that we miss the opportunity that we have laid before us uh, to draw in closer to you than ever before. And that's, that is a, an, an act of mercy that we really are not able to quantify. And we give you all the glory for that, Father. I've got some issues. I know other people got some issues. I've got a, the email from Brother Dave. I, I love you, Brother. God bless you. I'm praying for you. So many people that need prayer, we need to pray for more, one another, Father. And we pray for an anointing of the Holy Spirit to fall upon us. Give us, make make these, the, the, the new revelations, turn them into motivational uh, 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 catalysts and attributes that drive us forward to uh, no longer um, be okay with where we are but to or 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 to move forward in our um 
seeking of you uh, in a slower manner or maybe a lackadaisical or, I don't know, taking our time. And now, Father, we just ask you to anoint us with a special motivation that is beyond Isaiah 4031. And we pray in Jesus' name that when we mount up with wings of eagles and we walk in our, and are not weary, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that that happens now. That happens now in the name of Jesus. We declare the fire of God into our lives, not only just to purify ourselves and to protect us from the, from the evil one, Father, but we declare that fire to motivate us and to get us up and, 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 and drive us forward so that we don't miss. And we pray in the name of Jesus, Father, of all those that you have called, we pray, Father God, uh, th- that, that we will be chosen. We will be chosen. We will be productive. We will be part of the talents and rewards. We will be part of those who are ready to leave when the time comes. And we just give you all the praise and glory and honor. We thank you, Jesus. We thank the cloud of witnesses. We praise you all. Uh, we, th- we just thank you all for, uh, for, uh, for your prayers because it sure does look like we're going to need them uh and that uh and that the darkness is going to get darker uh, uh you know uh, you know and we're going to have to go through an awful lot of it and we just praise your holy name and thank you father we praise you for the motivation that we all need we all need a lot of it hallelujah thank you jesus and now to him our lord jesus who is able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless before the presence of your glory father god with exceeding joy and to you father our savior who alone is wise be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Hallelujah and amen. Praise God. Um, I got a download. Um, this is this is so important. I uh, I have a duty. I really really struggled to deal with the emotional impact of it, and um, 
I uh, all afternoon. Um, so I, I I have a duty. I cannot um, not share this, but I must also throw out a, a word of dire caution. Okay, I have been on. As most of you know, many of you don't know. I don't know who's new, who's not. I, how could I possibly? And I, you know, I just there's this overwhelming thing that comes over a person when they feel that the Lord has shown them something, and it it is it's overwhelming. It's really overwhelming. It's like you're scared. You feel frightened of God. You're 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 afraid of His retribution and that He that you know it's fear of God. Uh, and a lot of people who have received anointings over the years, uh, you know, like even with with Brother Lewis tonight, uh, you know, you don't, you're not giving a. When God gives you a vision, you got to tell it. Okay, I if you if you have never received one, I haven't. Uh, you know, I've been starting to get some creepy dreams, and that's bothering me a lot. But I'm going to rebuke, rebuke. I don't know. I just it, it's confusing to me because I don't get any dreams, and I don't frankly any even want any. But I got to get to the point. Because we don't have enough time. The um, the uh, kids, I'm going to have to skip over the jokes tonight. Ah, now, come on. Oh, I'll, all right. Okay, you guys, you get me every single time. Okay, kids, which hand is better to write with? Which hand is better to write with, left or the right? Neither. It's best to write with a pen. <laughs> Okay. All right, kids. I mean, go. Okay. All right. That works for a few of you, anyways. All right. Very good. What do you call a boy with a car on his head? Jack. Okay. You know, you know jacking up a car and all that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Praise God. And, kids, um, what do monsters do when it's hot? They turn on the scare conditioner. Right? Spooky, scary monsters? Yeah, like Leviathan. Roar. Uh, kind of like uh, what uh, what uh, so many of our supposed leaders are <laughs> actually monsters to me. They're monsters to me. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm going to zoom in, and I'm going to share with you as fast as I possibly can, because um, I, I, I'm going to tell you, as I've been saying, the ever-increasing number of a, and by the way i'm about to get hit with a heavy thunderstorm it's really rumbling so who knows what will happen but i'm just going to praise god thank you jesus um that you know everything's going to be fine it's just going to go right on by all right hallelujah thank you jesus all right so anyway um i'm i just got to share you i'm going to give you the data now now i it don't now i will admit that when it hit me um, when the epiphany hit me, oh no, it was my feeling, and I actually sat in my, I have a, a small, recli- you know, I have a recliner in my master bedroom, which I call my prayer chair, and I will sit there to watch, you know, just to, just to, I need a Calgon moment sometimes, and I, t- I even mentioned on the prior show, I really like apocalyptic movies, I always have, and, you know, for some reason, they, I don't know, they keep me anchored. Well, anyway, a brother named Scott had sent me a YouTube movie entitled entitled Meteor. or me, Yeah, it's Meteor. That's the name of the movie. That just simply the word Meteor. And if you want to find it on YouTube, you can type in Meteor Full Movie, and it'll come up. Well, anyway, so I decided to, you know, I don't watch YouTube movies. I just don't. But for some reason this morning, I just decided I was going to go ahead and watch this. So I guess it was ordained by God. 
Then the tears started rolling down my eyes because I have this thing. I don't know what it's called. I don't know what. You could you could rifle through the, you know, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and try to figure out if it fits one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. I have no idea. Is it words of wisdom, words of knowledge, whatever? whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why in 2011 I wrote the article, Multi-Phased Rescue Mission, alleging that there were more than one raptures. And now pretty much, you know, it's on, an untold number of believers already are aware of that. Even a book has been written about it. We had that person on as a guest. So there's been out of 420 articles, most of them reactive, most of them believing things that people were saying on YouTube when I shouldn't have. Uh, you know, those kinds of things made plenty of mistakes, ate plenty of crow. Uh, but at, But at the end of the day, there are prophetic articles woven through that portfolio of articles of over 420 on the website. Now, all that being said, and again, that's tribulation-now.org. It's so popular right now that it's blocked by all the reputation filters and things like that. So if you work in a workplace, heaven forbid, uh, we should all be retired, but we're not, unfortunately. And so that puts us all in different dynamics. Maybe those of you out there who are retired and have the ability, you can give those of us who... Find ourselves wandering the streets, uh, uh, you know, a uh, a little tiny cubicle hole in your um, basement or something. Praise God, thank you, Jesus. But anyways, um, uh, said tongue in cheek, of course, um, we do have to come to a place where we are in full and utter and absolute trust of the Lord, and we also have to really. This is the hardest part of all. We have to kind of let go of everything. You know, I know. I, look, I am. One of those people that, you know, I love knickknacks. I like to decorate in the fall. I do the harvesting. I really, you know, I I cook one of the largest Thanksgiving day. Sometimes I only got like four people coming over, maybe five for coming over for Thanksgiving. And honest to goodness, I have enough to feed the Seventh Army. Uh, and I can't give enough away. I mean, I literally have to go out and buy extra Tupperware and Ziploc storage containers to because, I, 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 you know, after Thanksgiving, I'm going right back on keto. And I got to get my fat piney cheeks on that elliptical trainer and get my uh, energy levels back up because if what I'm about to share with you is even remotely accurate, then we need to uh, be prepared. I cannot not tell you. Okay, simply as it's as simple as that. I cannot not tell you. Sister Nancy, this is a shout out to you. You know how much I love you, and I know that you're going through a lot of awful, awful things. I don't want you to take this as being definite, and please do not let this make you very sad. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I also want to share this with other listeners in the audience that are going through really horrible times in their lives. A lot of us are. Uh, we are the quintessential attack vector of Satan himself. Anybody who's broken away from the church and is seeking God uh, on a whole nother level and using spiritual warfare, prayer tactics, and all that kind of stuff, as Lewis will uh, share with us quite a bit tonight, um, the... Um, Anyway, we're going through hard times. Okay, it's, it's, it, we're a target. We're, the, the, the target on our back, Lucifer's target, Satan's target, the devil's target on our back is makes the, the state of Texas look like a BB. 
<laughs> okay. All right. So anyway, on that note, I am going to go uh, go directly into the dialogue that is required to share with you the download that I got today. Please accept that time is impossible to judge. Uh, you know, there are all sorts of possibilities associated with time. We do not know when these things will happen. However, it is possible that uh, there, you know, we what is very, very likely if this is accurate, if this download is accurate, and I'm just a Hawaiian shirt wearing, you know, overweight, you know, pandemic extra 35 pounds guy in Tampa, Florida, you know, nothing special there. All right. Praise God. As a matter of fact, I, I got plenty of work I got to get. And and this is anyway, let me just share this because I'm afraid I know I'm going to run out of time and this is just going to frustrate the, oh, the heck out of me. But anyway, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me just go ahead and go into it. All right, praise God. So first, I apologize for the misspelled word uh, in the title of the program, uh, Devastates. I had corrected that the last time, but when I sent out the uh, emailogram to everybody, um, I forgot to correct it again. And I didn't want to correct it, correct the word, the spelling of the word this time because it changes the URL or the link, and then I have to send out the second one, and then it confuses everybody. Like, oh, do I click on the first one? Do I click on the second one? Oh, I didn't get the second email. Where is it? Where is it? And I just did, I, I thought to myself, I'll take the punch in the head over the letter A, okay, and just go ahead and run forward. Praise God. All right, now, so anyway, I broke my mad, my golden rule, and I decided I was going to watch this YouTube. I, I put it up on the big screen. I, I, it's not a really big screen. It's just a 50-inch TV that I have up and mounted up high in the corner of my bedroom. Um, and I'll, I'll sit there. But anyway, long story short, I decided to watch it. I, I brought up uh, with you know the YouTube thing, and I watched it on the big t- screen. And as I was watching it, my heart began to sink. sink. And all of a sudden, you could say, well, the Holy Spirit was bringing back to my recollection so many things that I've talked about over the last 11, 12 years, um, uh, you know, and maybe that's true. Okay, maybe it's true. Or maybe I'm gifted with some kind of elephant brain and I, you know, don't forget things. Or I don't know. I mean, or a combination of like a whole bunch of different things, but, but it's beside the point. The first thing I think is most important is not to be discouraged and to remember that this is an opportunity for those of us who know that we're not quite exactly where we want to be. We're we're full of information. We have God has gifted us with the most merciful understanding. Uh, I think of anybody. I don't know anybody out there. I mean, I could, I'm not going to drop names because the implication would be negative, and I don't like that. That's not okay with God. It's not okay with me. All right, but I will say that as far as I know, I'm unaware of any other program out there that even comes close to being where God has blessed us. And it may have something to do with my, uh, I don't know, um, obsessive-compulsive disorder. I have an OCD element in my makeup that makes me be... Well, I just don't forget stuff. Some things I do, but anyway, long story short, I'm just going to share this with you. Okay, of course, all of us want to get out of here as quickly as we possibly can. Do we not? Right, kids? We want to go home, don't we? Right? We want to be with Jesus. And the more sick and twisted the earth gets, the more foul it is for us to be here. 
I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I can't, I, I can't, there's a lot of articles. I just can't even, I can't talk about them on the air. They're so foul that I just can't repeat it. I just don't want, I don't want to. It's just too foul. Um, and these things are a part of our lives. They are, they are being accepted as being the norm. And guess what? It's supposed to get much, much, much worse. Now, what we don't know before I proceed, I am proceeding forward, but what we this is all part of the story. You need to hear this. Uh, I have to move fast, and I can't talk fast enough because I can't. It's complicated. But I'm hoping and praying in the name of Jesus that you get it. All right. Now, there's an article that I have brought up so many times of the 420 articles on tribulation-now.org, tribulation-now.com, tribulation-now.com, and all the other ones. All right, and you got to use DuckDuckGo. Forget about Google. Google is a wash. I have completely eliminated uh, Google search engine. Um, I don't care if they listen to me. That's beyond beside the point. When I use a search engine, I need to find the information, period. So when you search for anything, having, anything I mentioned on this program, if you use Google, you ain't finding it. All right, but you go to DuckDuckGo, and it's going to be at the tippity top. Okay, just don't forget that. All right, so anyway, um, I'm watching... Okay, first, the number one article that I have quoted on the air, the number one article, is one called Blue 21. The Blue 21 article, and I will give you the exact date, and unfortunately I got to go back and do an edit to it because when it imported over to my new website, uh, it just messed up the um, uh, what's called the headings. The headings are in gold because of the – there was a transposition of the older articles when I had to move the website over to a newer format because it was it, they made me do it. They made me do it. So anyway, I did it. I followed the directions, and unfortunately, one of the side effects is that the headings in the article are very teeny, um, and they are gold and very light in color. And that's a bad thing, and I have to go back in and edit it manually to fix it. What you need to do is go down, look very, very carefully, because you will see a book, a little picture of a book, and it says Corrupting the Image. That's the name of the book. When you see that, you scroll down a little bit further, and you will see in golden letters, it's very tiny, unfortunately, YouTube, quote, Rapture Mighty Vision Dream. Okay? Now, that's there. And then just below that is the uh, same deal with the golden text. Uh, heading, and it says the rapture vision of 1996. Now, that's the David Doetry vision, which the Lord has correlated for me uh, about the big, giant, golden, uh, brass-colored spaceship, which, by the way, is a sculpture that is located at the United Nations, the Library of the Vatican, and all over the world right now. Okay, so they these entities of the darkness know that this giant copper ball spherical gigantic mothership is heading toward the earth okay now i i know that might sound wacky to some of the listeners but that i'm sorry but i got to tell you what i know all right now all that being said the blue 21 article like i said it i it's it's the king of all articles okay just letting you know and why do i say that oh great my stupid phone just magically decided it wants to record every word i'm saying why would it do that? But anyway, so what? Up? Maybe the Google people, the Google, the Google goblins need Jesus. That's what I'm thinking. All right, hallelujah. All right, so anyway, right, kids? I mean, you're happy when the Google goblins, you know, because we want everybody to make it. 
All right, praise God. And, and, and Lord Jesus knows that we all need, you know, work on our own sanctification as well. Hallelujah. All right, praise God. So we want to be in praise. We want to be in prayer. We want to use spiritual warfare prayer. We want to dedicate more time to it. And if we're old and uh, overweight like me, uh, you know, because I put on a good 35 pounds because of this pandemic, um, you know, just not leaving the house and creeped out and weirded out and this, that, and the other thing and travel going down and all that. So anyway, laser focused. You need to hear this. But please remember that time is not – oh, gosh, this thunderstorm is a monster. Oh, it's just going right. It's it's coming this way. Anyway, I, I the last thing I need is another, you know, that kind of thing. All right, so praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, so I'm watching this movie just for some entertainment, a little bit of entertainment. As the this meteor that was threatening the Earth, and it was a good movie, uh, as this meteor was approaching the Earth, and it's the whole, you know, it's the same plot as we've all seen happen time and time again. Meteor heading toward Earth. Earth has to respond to the meteors in order to save the Earth. Okay, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, I'm just watching the plot, the same plot I've seen a thousand times. But there was a, an additional element. <sighs> Once the meteor, as the meteor was had had, once they detected that the meteor was heading to Earth, okay, forget all the other hoopla in the movie and the Hollywood stuff. Small meteors, little bitty meteors, started to come down upon the Earth in relatively large numbers, and that caused pretty horrific stuff. When the small meteors – now, remember, they've got, of course, naturally the military and all these top scientists, yada, yada, blah, blah, like in all the films. But they called the small meteorites that were falling upon the Earth prior you – know, because the big one was on its way. Okay, so remember that. The big one was on its way, okay? And they didn't have much time. They were down to like a few days before the big one hit. And they had, to, they had to stop it. But in the meantime, they're getting absolutely pummeled by these smaller meteors. And one of the scientists said, yes, yes, I know the harbingers are falling. That's what he said. Yeah, you know, I, it was kind of an off-the-cuff thing. He mentioned the word harbingers. And I thought, oh, oh, no, 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 no. And that's when I started bawling like a baby. I had to pull it together. And it wasn't easy. Because I realized that this is all stuff that I this is all this has to do with us folks. It's now what you gotta do though is you gotta once again, please, please, in the name of Jesus, remember this. This statement is the most important statement of all. Time is unknown. They could assassinate Trump tonight in his sleep, and civil war could break out tomorrow. Time is unknown. Okay, so don't make any assumptions based upon the news or any of that kind of stuff. We do not know the timeline. Okay, World War Three could break out in a snap. Civil War could break out in a snap. Okay, things could go awry uh, at light speed, and it's very important for you to know this because otherwise you will take this as being a very depressing announcement. I would. Now. 
I want to share this with you because I don't have a choice. The Lord won't. I'm telling you, I'm a, I fear hell, and I don't want to end up there because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. All right. So, again, the Blue 21 article was written way back in, and, oh, my gosh, my eyes are just too oh, – I can't even focus on it. so small. 4K monitors. I'm looking – wait a minute. April the 2nd uh, – April the 3rd of 2011 was when I wrote this article, Blue 21. <clears throat> All right, so what I said back to Brother Scott, I said, the, um, number one, I said, blue, the Blue 21 article is above. I coincidentally included, uh, included to, to, um, two, quantity two, of some major visions inside the article. So coincidentally, I happened to put two major visions and dreams in the Blue 21 article. So again, duck, duck, go, type in Blue 21 blue space 21 space tribulation-now.org and you can look at it all right now i i let brother scott know this and i said number one the harbinger meteors are creating oil and gas fires across the united states that's one of the visions inside the blue 21 article Number two, David Doetry's rapture vision of the spaceship appearing in the sky. I said, this is not good news for those of us uh, that might uh, make the barley harvest because it means um, she is taken just before the Revelation 6:12 great earthquake and the day of the Lord, the sixth seal. So even though, um, but here's the thing, time, remember, be encouraged because time is it's not measurable, folks. Only God knows. I mean, I'm telling you, all this stuff could break loose. I had a big red lever conversation with somebody, and yeah, you know, maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I, I, right now, I hold pretty much in contempt the vast majority of prophecies, dreams, and visions because God calls audibles, and we really don't know where we are. And about the time we think we figured it out, guess what? First Corinthians eight two kicks in, and we, and then God gives us another download. So when we know that the seals are rolling out in parallel before our very eyes, there are animals that are attacking humans. There are things that happen in the fourth seal that are happening right now. Okay, this is vital because it means that we are moving in rapid fire succession through the seals in parallel. And that is vitally important before I go on a little bit further to explain the point here. Okay, the point is as follows. Now, I'm going to share this with you, and, um, you know, uh, it, it may cause me to run a little bit over the uh, top of the hour, and our brother Lewis was, is so precious that he will, he will accept it. We might run over a little time, but this is vitally important, okay? Now, I'm going to read these two back to back, but I'm, now, remember, when I put these two visions in 19, I'm sorry, 2011, April 3rd of 2011, when I put these two visions slash dreams in the Blue 21 article, the reason I included them both was because both of them had blue stuff in them. Okay. Okay. Now, all that being said, I was tying, linking together the 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 fact that there was this kind of like cosmic blue 
color dynamic that was associated with both of these rapture dream visions associated with the rapture. And both of them happened before the day of the Lord, which means they're not the wheat harvest. Remember that Pastor Sori Park stood before Jesus, a very holy man, and was told by Jesus that NASA will come on television and tell the entire world that the aliens took the people. Okay, that is vitally, I, you know what, on a scale of 1 to 10, that has to be 2,000 in its importance. If you forget that, you lost the game. All right, now that, or, or, at least, or let's just say, you didn't lose the game, but you're going to have a very, very, very difficult time connecting all of these dots. It's just too complex. But anyway, I'm going to read this to you. Now we know that little bitty meteors come to the Earth as harbingers before the really big meteor hits the Earth. I didn't know that. I didn't know that the, uh, the astrophysicist called those things harbingers and that this is a relatively normal thing when you're going to have an extinction-level event, which, by the way, the meteor, the Ephraim Rodriguez meteor that splashes into the Atlantic Ocean just off the coast of Puerto Rico, killing 22 million people on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great and completely shaking the entire Earth, is about as close as you can come to an extinction-level event without a full extinction-level event occurring. Now... Okay, now I'm going to go back and I'm going to reread. Now, remember, it was because of the blue, the blue attributes of these two that I put it together, but I didn't realize at the time how intimately these two completely separate individuals, David Doetry with the big brass-colored round spherical Death Star spaceship, and this, this, this prophecy, I'm sorry, vision slash dream that this other person had. I'm going to read them together so that you can connect the dots with me. It says, This dream began as two very large volcanoes erupted. While the first was erupting, many did nothing. By the way, there's volcanoes popping off like crazy all over the place, and we're just not hearing about it. But anyway, but when the second volcano spewed fire and ash, that may be Papakata Petal, the world's attention turned to it. In all, at least six volcanoes erupted within a very close period of time. The individual says, I heard the emergency broadcast system throughout the neighborhood, and I went to watch, went inside the house to watch it. Fires were started throughout the United States, the main body of which was called, caused by an unexpected meteor. Says the shuttle was forced to land because of the meteor showers. Okay, are you with me? Harbingers, harbingers, meteor showers. All right, now, he, this person, this is from a long time ago, so, of course, they're going to think in their dream that it's the space shuttle that was, you know, flying at the time. But it doesn't matter because we're, we're doing new shuttles. We're doing another moon mission. There's all kinds of stuff from Elon Musk up in the atmosphere, so anything can qualify as what this person saw as a shuttle. So put that on the back burner. It's irrelevant. It says that because of the meteor showers, it says when the burning objects hit the ground, they started oil, coal, and gas fires all the way from Texas to Virginia. Okay? Then the individual said, events that I saw, but this is the most important part of all, but I am quoting, end quote, but I am not sure of their order, end quote. Mark it. Highlight it. Red highlighter. Then it goes on to the next sentence. Quote, earthquake affecting the east coast of the United States. Large amounts of water affecting the east coast. Excuse me? 
See, these are, these are things that I've read before a thousand times, I don't even know how many times, and I just didn't see them in the context that they were meant to, to be in. So here you have, he doesn't remember the order of all of the events. He gets a little bit foggy on his timing, which, by the way, is an attribute associated with all prophecies, dreams, and visions. And then he comes out and he says that there was some kind of a big old earthquake that affects the east coast of the United States with large amounts of water affecting the east coast. Power outages scattered across the United States, starvation within the United States, he says. This was the most amazing part of the dream, and there's no way to describe it. The changes in the people that were gathering in the groups, they were all so beautiful and nothing I could describe it. They looked like pure perfection and were no longer bound by any force on earth. I myself could go anywhere instantly, but I remember being attracted to a large blue object sitting above the earth. Now, if you go to Revelation chapter 12, you will see that it says when when, when one of the women, which is representative of, of one you know of one of the groups of the brides you know the barley wheat and you know harvest okay but anyway in revelation 12 it says that she was taken away from earth on two wings of a great eagle two wings of a great eagle what is the great eagle the great eagle is this large blue blue object that this individual saw in the sky as he was being lifted up now, you know, so anyway, and then it said, I could hear in my head someone telling me, look away from the earth. So there is your uh, uh, parallelism to um, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Look away from the earth. Because guess what? You don't want to see what's going to happen. And you don't want to look back to the earth like you want to go back, because that would be insulting to Jesus and our Father. Because we're supposed to be, if we are friends of the earth, we are to enmity with God. So don't look back and don't turn into a pillar of salt. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So anyway, so let me go back and, and share with you now the uh, David Doetry on the same exact article. Quote, the coming events or warnings to happen just before the rapture takes place. Remember, this is going to be the barley harvest because because the, the, the wheat harvest happens after the three days of darkness in the midst of the day of the Lord. It's after the Ethan Rodriguez meteor hits on the off the coast of Puerto Rico and sends a thousand-foot tidal wave across the east coast of the United States, shakes the entire world, brings down every single building that's made of bricks, every single building that's made of rock. They cannot. They, the whole earth is going to shake to and fro like a drunkard in Isaiah 24, and this is going to happen. This great earthquake happens. Happens in Revelation 6:12 at the kickoff of the Day of Lord, and it also happens in the middle of World War III because it happens in the midst of the Gog and Magog uh, event. I don't know; it's like verse 14 or something. I got to go back and memorize it. I really got to memorize it now. I'm going to read this to you. The coming events are warnings to happen just before the rapture takes place. Dearly beloved doves. Now, this is John Ting speaking, and brothers and sisters in Jesus' name. This is the vision given in 1996 concerning worldwide events to happen from one to three weeks before the actual rapture. This I told to many friends and was often hurt at their disbelief and cold shoulders of many Christian friends. Actually, it looks like this is written by David. Uh, and I finally just put it back on the shelf, and then I let it sit for 13 years. I don't know if this is John Ting or David. I don't know which one. He says, I now feel the rapture is so close. Yeah, this is John Ting. Uh, that it needs to be told urgently, he says. All right. Um, anyway, uh, long story. Now I'm going to go into the actual the actual vision that was – this is – you've got to understand David Oetry lives about an hour south of me. Yeah, he's pretty – uh, you know, he's, he's, he's up there in years right now. He's getting a little harder hearing. We tried to get him on the show again, but we weren't able to do it. Um, but anyway, long story short, um, he uh, – like for 20 years, he would get on his knees and cry out to God, very, very deep tear, fervently crying out to the Lord to show, you know, seek me and you will find me if you seek me with all of your heart. Well, David was that. And all 
he asked of our Heavenly Father was to show him the rapture. That's all he asked. He didn't want to see anything else. He just wanted to see the rapture. That's it. And God showed him this giant... I'm going to read it to you. Quote, there is going to appear above the earth in the sky a strange object. It will be large and sphere-shaped like a ball. It, it will look like it's been built in sections like a football with huge rivets and seams. Many will call this a UFO. I don't know. It will have the color of copper or bronze. It will be on every TV around the world. People will be shocked like the World Trade Center. People will be glued to their TVs. But you don't. The minute that you see this, run to the closest food store and get enough canned food and bottled water for about three weeks. Because between one and 24 hours after this object is seen worldwide, there is going to be a massive impact or collision on our Earth's, I'm sorry, on the sun's surface. It is going to happen on our blind side. We will not see it coming. There is going to be a supersized twin asteroid hitting the sun in a vital spot, releasing a major solar storm knocking out all of the Earth's electricity around the world. Those of you who read this will save yourself and your family much misery. Two to three weeks of trials and miracles. Now, I'm quoting the article. I'm continuing forward. Now, this is what's going to happen in the next two to three weeks. While the electricity is off, within a few days, the whole world will start to go crazy with hunger. Banks and ATMs cannot work without electricity. There you go, folks. That would be the end of the third seal. Okay, now you have the full-blown global financial collapse. Are you with me here? Do not harm the oil or the wine. So at this moment in time, in this vision, you have just checked that box. All right, now it goes on. No gas pumps for food transportation, no refrigeration, total darkness. The robbers, the rapists, the murderers will see right away that no one can call the police for help because the solar storm has burned up all the communication satellites, cell phones, and telephones. The law can't even call each other. It's going to be a total breakdown in the large cities. There will be gunshots and screams at night. Millions will be behind locked doors praying and begging for God's mercy to help and protect. He will answer millions of prayers. Millions will ask for forgiveness, and the Lord and his saints will perform millions of miracles during these three weeks. Then about three weeks of this, the rapture will happen. Although there are different time zones around the world, the Lord showed it would be nighttime here in the Florida, USA. In this vision, I was taken out in the spirit of the woods behind my house in Florida. During And, and then he goes on to a whole talk about a whole bunch of other things, but he goes on, he says, During the spring or early summer, it started at night. I didn't hear any trumpets or come up hither, but I know there's going to be because the Bible says so. And I was standing there in the spirit, of course, in the middle of some trees and a huge blue beam of light came down like a big flashlight about 30 foot circle around me the blue light was identical in color to a welder's arc light it was so blinding i put my hands over my eyes to see if i could see where or what this light was coming from could it be the blue giant blue object that the other guy saw in the sky then i noticed the distant night sky north south east west of me blue colored stars jetting off from the ground spiraling upwards traveling fast they were heading for the bright blue object that was shining that beam of light down on me. Two wings of a great eagle. Taking the woman away to a place of safety where she is fed for times, times, and half a time, the duration of the great tribulation, where would she be fed? At the marriage supper of the Lamb. Oh my goodness, this isn't so complicated either. So anyway, he talks about blue stars going up in clusters all around him. He can see them going up in the sky, and he, and he realizes that it's the bride going up 
and they're shining. Of course they are because they're being they're being in the process of being transformed as they're moving up. All right. So anyway, the reason why I am sharing this with you is it's vitally important to be able to connect the dots. Now, remember, the most important thing is we don't understand time. These things can happen so quickly. So this does not imply, as I originally thought, that we're going to be here for a terribly long time. I don't know. I have no idea. That's up to God. And anybody who says otherwise, I'm sorry, but they've deceived themselves. <laughs> I've been through this way too many times. All right, praise God. So I wanted to call this to your attention as a possible timeline. We know that we have to get past the end of the third seal. Well, guess what? ATM machines, uh, you know, uh, global uh, power grid outage. I mean, come on, man. And nothing will take down the ability to use cash or money faster than that. The banks will literally shut down. Okay? So that will check the box of the end of the third seal. Number two, Second Thessalonians 2, the rise of the Antichrist and the strong delusion, must be happening. This, see, this is a prerequisite. That Paul made it clear that Second Thessalonians chapter two, the Antichrist rising and the strong delusion are prerequisite things that have to happen before we get evacuated. Okay, it's the whole purpose of Second Thessalonians two. Number three, World War three has alien incursion, aliens. And uh, we know this because of the 10-year-old boy that was taken up to heaven and everything, and then he passed on, and his mom came forward. Anyway, it's a long story. It's very, very sad. But he saw him. It's all over the Internet. We know that the fourth seal is in progress because the animals are going nuts, and they're biting people, and it's just crazy. It's all over the world. You could do a whole show on just the crazy animals. They're attacking people. Uh, also, but listen, number four would be the Harbinger Meteors. Okay, because those harbinger meteors would would align to the oil and gas fires all the way from the state of Texas up to Virginia. It appears that the harbinger meteors only hit the United States, but we can't be sure about that. We don't know for sure. That's just what the guy saw. Now, if those harbinger meteors are harbinger meteors that are associated with the big Mac Daddy meteor that uh, Ethan Rodriguez saw splash into the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Puerto Rico, which kicks off the Revelation 6, uh, verse 12, great earthquake, which happens in the midst of World War III. See, all these things are happening in parallel, which makes it extra confusing. But if that be true, that would indicate that the barley harvest would occur right in the midst of when the, har the harbinger meteors are falling upon the earth. Now, again, does this stretch the timeline out? Not necessarily, because these things are happening in parallel right now, and they can jettison forward at light speed and uh, absolutely blow our minds. But take advantage of knowing these things, because we want to be prepared for the possibilities that this is an accurate assessment. All right, number six, the mega meteor, which creates the great earthquake of Revelation 6, 12, and Ezekiel 38, I think it's verse 14, I'm not sure, I have to go back and look, might be 40, where it talks about a great earthquake, and then it even, it sounds like it's only Israel, but if you keep reading it, it's the whole earth. So you know it's the same earthquake. And we also know that the uh, final harvest, which is the wheat harvest, occurs after the three days of darkness, which is in the midst of the day of the Lord, and after the 22 million people are hit by the tidal wave on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great, and the rest of the other stuff happens around the world, which is not good. Day of the Lord is not a happy day, okay? Nobody's going to be here going, woohoo, it's 
the day of the Lord. Let me tell you something. That's why it says in uh, Isaiah 26, verse uh, 20, uh, you know, to the bride, go into your chambers for a little while until the indignation has, you know, gone. Okay, and then, you know, then they, they will come out and do a final harvest in their transformed light bodies. And some people will run away and some people will come running to them. And then they will bring up those people to the marriage supper and they will be guests at the marriage supper, which, by the way, is captured in Matthew 22. It's right there because the king first sends out a group of, uh, of his servants that I would believe is us, and then he sends out other servants. you got to get that very important word, other, in Matthew 22 to help us to understand that there's a second group of servants that are sent out. All right. Now, all that being said, the actual timeline, the linkages, all that stuff, it's very – Time is the hardest thing of all, especially when things are happening in parallel. So do not let all, – all I'm – the reason why this is vitally important to us is we do not want to – we want to be prepared. We want to – you know, let's start doing push-ups and jumping jacks and riding elliptical trainers, going for bike rides. Let's use this as a motivational opportunity for all of us to draw in closer to the Lord, to do more things for Jesus, and to get ourselves physically as well as spiritually ready. Uh, for the days that we have ahead and not do like I do and get all depressed and boohooey. Okay, we need to like use this to really draw in closer to the Lord and and amplify to a magnitude of like, I don't even know, I mean, just fantastically amplify our um, uh, motivation. This needs to be highly motivational to us, okay? Uh, it means we're going to have to go through a lot more ugly. I knew we were going to have to go through ugly. I didn't know how much, and I was hoping it wasn't going to have to be too much. But looking at this list, uh, it looks like it's going to be a lot of, a lot of ugly. All right, so anyway, on that note, let's go into the news. Hallelujah. And we are running behind, but that's okay. It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, it's not normal. This is Game over. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, listen to this. This was one of the headlines. Huge volcanic eruption. Scientists warn. Remember what I just read to you. If you forget what I just read to you, and I'm sorry if your native language is something else and you're having trouble because I'm talking so fast. But, folks, I'm sorry. I can't not talk fast. I had to leave out probably over 150 apocalyptic articles because I already have way more than I can possibly schmush into a show. Okay? It's out of control. It's just like the Antichrist said. In the audio I played for you the other night, I feel sorry for those who are intermittent listeners because they are going to miss a lot of very important information. But that's okay. Pray for your brothers and sisters. My own sisters would not believe any of this. They would think I have lost my rocker. They'd probably feel very compelled to recommend that I get some medication. <laughs> okay. All right. Headline, huge volcanic eruption. Scientists warn it's time to prepare even with volcano geoengineering to forecast and try to manage globally disruptive volcanic eruptions because the risks are greater, the engineers and scientists say, than people think. 
Okay, and I'm not going to go into all the stuff in the article. I'm just letting you know it's a big deal. And by the way, it aligns to what I just read you in those prophetic visions and dreams. Don't forget, papacata petal, papacata petal. We could throw the papacata petal stuff in there, and guess what? It's going to agree. It'll it will have such synergy and such harmony with the two visions that I just vision slash dreams that I just shared with you. Okay. The, the harmony is unbelievable. The my revelation, and I did not know about harbinger harbinger meteors. You, you see what I'm saying? I didn't know about that until today, and then I said, "Oh man!" All right. So anyway, news: International Business Times. NASA detects killer asteroid that could wipe out life on Earth by 2027. <laughs> okay, is is that the one? Is that the one? We don't know. But um, again, oh, well, you know, you know, the Earth is still relatively, I mean, there's mil- millions and millions and millions, billions, really, of people left over even after that bi- the big meteor hits, even after the day of the Lord. I'm not going to get into that. That's a whole other teaching. It's all in the Bible. You just, you just have to use logical deduction. But anyway, praise God. All right, next one up. Listen to this. Alex Jones emergency alert. Alex Jones issues an emergency message begging Trump to watch his show after public, publicly backing DeSantis. And he explains to Trump, it is not that I am turning against you. I just need you to listen to this such and such a show on band video and i think it's great because this is on msn.com so imagine how many people might get woken up by it but the reason why uh, alex jones is concerned about trump is because why the reason why all of us ought to be concerned about trump which is the fact that he launched operation you know kill everybody with a deadly bioweapon and he and he you know and i know what the problem is alex jones mentioning desantis is the worst thing that could happen to the Republican Party ever. Now, that's because he has millions of followers. And the more people that keep talking about DeSantis, the worst thing that can happen is you don't want to put two good candidates against one another in the same party. That is a tactic by Satan. Now, Jones's reasoning behind it is very good because he knows that the pandemic and all that. That's what it's all about. It's about the deadly COVID-19 vaccinations. And he wants Trump to come forward and say these, these COVID-19 vaccinations are evil. The problem is if Don, what, John, what Jones is missing here is if Trump comes forward and admits that his operation, you know, hurry up and kill everybody uh, with the vaccine was, see, that it will end his chances. It, it'll be done. Because everybody's lost somebody from the doggone pandemic. All right. So what's going to happen is Trump can't talk about that stuff. He can't. It's, it's absolutely political suicide. And Alex Jones has not figured that out yet. Anyway. All right. Next one up. Now, I know that I'm at 9.01 or 8.01 over the hour. I suspect that I probably have Brother Lewis on the call by now. I don't see him. I know that he said he listened to the show the last time. I'm hoping I can get the rest of these articles. I tried to pick out the most important ones done in the next 15 minutes, and I hope I see Brother Lewis uh, connect up around about that time at a minimum. Uh, But anyway, I'm just going to run with it like we did last time. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. What I cannot do because of uh, what's going on at work is I am not going to be able to run this an extra hour into overtime like we did the last time with Lewis. So please, Brother Lewis, uh, plan on calling into the program within the next roughly 15 minutes because I've got to get these headlines out. All right. Praise God. So I hope you're listening, and, and we're looking forward to, to having you back. All right. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Next one up. Former C. This is, by the way, this is published, please, on American Military News. This is a legitimate 
Washington, D.C. military, about American military news. It is sponsored by the United States military. The headline reads, former CIA chief Hayden tweets, quote, I agree to the, that the Republican Party is the world's worst and most dangerous extreme group ever. Did you hear that? And that is a major headline on the military news. All right. See the setup? All right. Buckle up, folks. All right. Hallelujah. Next one up. United States to boost monkeypox vaccination supply with 1.8 million extra doses. All right, so buckle up for that. And like I mentioned on the other show, uh, yes, we do have, uh, they were doing uh, tabletop exercises and preparing for a monkeypox pandemic. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. World Net Daily reports, United Nations, the United Nations recruited 110,000 information warriors, they called them, to police the Internet. They were deployed to look for misinformation on social media. All right. Surely you can fill in the blanks on that one. Oh, boy. Next one up. Germany has abandoned the Ukraine. It's according to their controversial ex-envoy. Berlin has put Kiev on a military diet in its fight against Russia. Former Ambassador Andrei Melnik said. Okay, so again, because of the, they know they're, they're they know they're doomed. <laughs> they know people are going to freeze to death in their houses. They know nobody's going to be. They they realize that by following along with Biden and playing this ridiculous game uh, that's going on over you know sanctions with Russia, it's all by design. It's to collapse the West. It's it's to, it, they're doing it. All right, but there are places like Germany that are saying, okay, wait a minute, this is absolutely ridiculous. So anyway, there's a lot of backpedaling going on. Another headline out of Germany. German Central Bank warns of unprecedented inflation. Energy crunch caused by reduced gas supplies from Russia could push prices up another 10%, according to the Bundesbank chief. Okay, so again, uh, and, and it's, it's not – I don't like the fact that it ended the headline on 10% because that's, that's the tip of the iceberg, folks. They are in way more trouble than 10%. All right, <clears throat> it's, it's super bad. All right, praise Jesus, hallelujah. And, and uh, the U.K., you mentioned it. Europe's in a lot of trouble, folks. All right, but so are we. It's it's coming. Sometimes it takes a little longer for the tidal wave to hit us because we're more compartmentalized in our in our government structure. All right, next one up. All right, Russia Today reports London's mayor sounds alarm over winter crisis. The United Kingdom government needs. You're never going to hear this from mainstream media. You got to monitor Russian news, Chinese news, South Korean news. Uh, you know, uh, Al Jazeera. You got to monitor them all, and then you got to correlate and figure out which ones. You know, because you'll know. All right, so anyway, London's mayor sounds alarm over winter crisis. The United Kingdom government needs to step in and make sure people are able to meet their basic needs, according to Sadiq Khan. Okay, and again, they're talking about being able to heat their homes. They're talking about just the basic stuff because the food prices are going absolutely, they're skyrocketing. Okay, and the energy bills, through the roof. All right, so again, you know, uh, as a matter of fact, the mayor of London says, we've seen nothing like this before. We're facing a winter where millions won't be won't be about choosing between heating or eating, but tragically being able to afford neither. All right. Next one up. 
Swiss police warn of winter riots. All bets are off if severe blackouts take place. And they're talking about the blackouts that are being predicted because the cold will be so cold and the lack of power and energy and all that other stuff. And then they'll have to do rolling blackouts. And then people will break out and they'll be riding in the streets and all that other stuff. And it'll just make horrible, even more horrible. You see what I'm saying about parallel, things happening in parallel really, really fast and getting worse? Okay, that's why I'm saying don't be discouraged about the whole harbinger thing, okay, folks, because this stuff can come down so fast. Buckle up. Get close to the Lord. Really, really, really close now. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And prayer warriors, prayer warriors, spiritual prayer, spiritual prayer warriors. Very, very important right now. More than ever before in the history of the world. Hallelujah. Next one up. Russia warns of Ukrainian false flag chemical attack. Oh, great. Oh, great. If all the other things are not bad enough to push us into World War III, now, yes, they are, the Azov Nazi battalions under the power or the authority of the Ukraine and Zelensky, remember Jews that are not Jews, This they, they're using... Honest to goodness, horrible chemical weapons, okay? I, this isn't just like chlorine gas or something like this. They, this is, um, uh, I'm going to try to pronounce it, traces of the toxin botulinum, botulinum toxin type B have been discovered. This is the kind of stuff that their bioweapons labs had. Are you following along? The, what, 20-plus bioweapons labs? They're now using it against the Russians, and then they're saying, then they switch it around and call it a false flag, and they go, Russia's using bioweapons against us! You see, you see okay, hopefully you understand they turn everything upside down, down Isaiah 29, okay? And they do. All right, next headline up. Breitbart reports, Great Reset French Government to Recruit 3,000 Green Police Over Climate Change. Climate Change. Praise God. And I'm burning through these pretty quick here. So, Brother Lewis, if you are listening to the program, I, I, hope, I hope everything's cool and you have no problems. Um, uh, you can dial into the show uh, anytime. Probably got about seven more minutes to go before I'm done. I'll be looking for you. I'm watching the show uh, console uh, fervently, let's put it. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I got this weird, long, freaky-deaky number that looks international. That's got to be him. That is not an Ameri- That is not a U.S. number, so that's got to be him. Thank you for holding for us, Brother Lewis. God bless you. Um, yeah, last time it was one, 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 and this time it's like blah, 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 blah. But that's okay. I, I, I noticed the anomaly. All right. Hallelujah. All right. Next one up. French police shoot man yelling, Allo Akbar, while firing shotguns toward them. Is the whole world losing it? Absolutely. And that's an understatement. Praise Jesus. Next one up. Sign of the Times reports run it, runner killed by lightning during a, a night race in Greece. <laughs> the lightning stuff, folks, this is just normal. When a brown dwarf gets anywhere close, the closer the brown dwarf gets to the, the Earth, the more lightning, the more electromagnetic disturbances that occur, all the different things, all this stuff just kind of gels and comes together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. All right, this is the internal uh, news uh, media from Russia, uh, TASS News, uh, Russian news agency. So this isn't the ones that, you know, whatever. Okay, Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb arrives in Taiwan. Now, again, uh, you, you might say, well, big deal. What, what, no, it's a big deal. Okay, this, so we're, this is exactly, this is like sticking an ice pick in the eye of Jing, Xi Jinping, okay? You've got to understand. 
This is exactly what you don't want to do if you don't want – anyway, so uh, hopefully you get that, all right? I don't want to dwell on it. All right, next one up. Monsoon rains, killing 42 people in Pakistan. The, the, the monsoon uh, – let me just tell you. Mudslides, monsoon rainstorms, flash flooding, multiple deaths all over the world, unbelievable that's a four-hour radio show in and of itself. It is absolutely apocalyptic. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So I just want to get to the point. Another headline here from Al Jazeera uh, says that Algeria is reeling from deadly wildfires. 37 people were killed, consumed farms, crops, and cork forests. And to them, absolutely devastating. Next headline up. Xi and Putin are going to attend the G20 this year. It's a summit in Bali, Indonesia. Okay, so again, that'll be interesting. So um, anyway, just stay tuned. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Keep your head down. Pray, 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 pray. Next one up. United States to send Ukraine GPS-guided munitions to where? Yep, Excalibur shells. Look, folks, I'm just here to tell you. Now we're sending GPS-guided munitions to Ukraine while they're doing false flag attacks against Russia, blaming Russia for chemical weapon use, the really evil kind? They're n- Putin is not going to stand for it much longer, folks. And then game on. All right, next one up. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. The Epic Times reports 4.9 million illegal aliens crossed the border in 18 months since Biden took office, according to a report. All right, now listen to this. Uh, there's another report by, uh, I, I'm looking for the guy's name, uh, Roman uh, Balmanar, I, I can't pronounce that. But anyway, um, uh, Stop Soros Takeover, and they did an epic, uh, t- there's a TV, uh, the whole thing is uh, uh, made into a video um, deal. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, I don't know if it's, they call it Epic TV. The title is Soros-backed media group to buy out conservative Hispanic radio stations ahead of the 2022 midterms. Now, you have to understand that most of these people come from countries, listen, 4.9 million illegal aliens. They come from countries where they have guns held to their head, and they are told by the Mexican mafia and, and the, uh, you know, whatever, uh, the El Salvador ma- mafia, or who, you take your pick, the Guatemalan mafia, they're told who to, who to, you either vote for this person or we're going to kill your kids. That's how they're treated. So when this stuff hits them here, they're not going to feel free to vote for whoever they want. Another headline. Illegal immigration is getting so bad that even CBS is sounding the alarm over the border crisis. Next headline up. Hallelujah. China declares first ever drought emergency amidst intense heat wave. Wow, I'm not surprised. Hallelujah. Next one up. Thousands of workers across the United Kingdom go on strike as the cost of living keeps rising. Keeps rising. Excuse me. Next one up. Al Jazeera again. The deadly virus Nigerians fear more than COVID-19. Loss of fever. 100,000 to 300,000 people in West Africa get hit by it every year. And by the way, there's a reason for them fearing it. All right, next one up. World Net Daily. Judge orders the NIH, which is the the, uh, the equivalent of the... um, the Medicare and Medicaid for the United States is the equivalent of it over in the, over in the United Kingdom, to turn over unredacted docs showing why it deleted COVID data at, uh, at the best of China. In other words, you know, why were you protecting China kind of thing? All right, next one up. 
All right. United States troops reportedly smuggle 137 tanker trucks with oil from Syria to Iraq. So they're basically going right in there blazingly stealing tanker trucks by the untold numbers. And by the way, we, we've reported this almost every single day going way back. So there, it, it's an untold amount of oil that we're stealing from, from Syria. I wonder how Russia feels about that. Hmm. All right, next one up. Judge permanently blocks Biden oil and gas leasing pauses in 13 states. Well, there's an interesting war thing. It's a war between the judges. It's a war between the awoken people. It's a war between. Well, no, but then if you say anything, then the January 6th committee will bust down your house and come in and take it away. And, you know, it's like, oh, boy. Anyway, around and around and around it goes. Where it stops, nobody knows. All right, praise God. And, you know, this calls for a station break. Great. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Next one up. Epic Times reports again. United States National Institute of Health. Sorry, got that wrong. The NIH uh, from above was not the one I got. I got it. Uh, I think it's NHS. Whoopsie daisy. Sorry about that. I corrected. It wasn't the UK one. It was the one here in the United States. This is re- another headline. United States National Institutes of Health ending subword for lab in Wuhan, China. Listen to me. Folks, do you remember when they were making a stink about the $13.7 million in 2015, in the fall of 2015, when the biblical blood moon tetrad was occurring and the super blood moon occurred on the 15th of September of 2015? Do you remember? And Obama, the Antichrist, and uh, uh, Fauci were together filmed in the Wuhan lab. Know how you know? If you type in into Google, you get 35 pages of fact checkers coming up telling you it didn't happen, which is how you know it's true. Okay, so hallelujah. But listen, this is their way of dodging the follow the money problem. They're sit, they're coming right out in front of it, and they're saying, oh, yeah, yeah, well, we, we've had this grant. You know, uh, it says U.S. Eco Health Alliance was granted 3 points. They're coming right out. They're basically preventing themselves from being thrown in jail for five billion years because they're coming out and admitting it. Anyway, next one up. A staff shortage, unstoppable funding, impeded access to medical care in Australia, according to a report. Uh, and this is happening in the United States. I just got a communication with somebody else. It's, it's all over the place, folks. It's absolutely horrible, and it's going to get worse. Next one up. Coyotes seem ro- roaming the streets of a major city in, the North, uh, in North Bay early Thursday morning in the city of Roanoke Park. I reported a mountain lion sighting. Earlier this week, several coyotes were seen roaming the streets of San Francisco. That doesn't get any weirder than that, and that's a call right out of the fourth seal. Hallelujah. Next one up. School calls on all appeals court to end the government ban on prayer. So, of course, this is, excuse me, of course, this is going to cause the people on the top of the seven mountains to just go nuts. They're going to be like, go look, 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 look. But anyway, it's unfortunate they don't pray for our brothers and sisters. They're not awake. And and, uh, anyway, praise God. Next one up. New Zealand hit with floods that will take years to recover from. And they have photographs. They show it up over the houses, over the tops of cars. It's just absolutely horrific. Absolutely horrific. And then I could sit here and read another probably 30 or 40 more headlines. But you know what? I'm not going to. I'm going to bring on Brother Lewis because we are very excited to have him join us tonight. And we did go 15 minutes over, but that's okay. We still got like an hour and 15 minutes to go. So hallelujah, praise Jesus. Brother Lewis, are you there? Brother Lewis? Okay, that can't be him then. That would be an international call perhaps from somewhere else. 
Okay, if you are listening into the show, I'll build a, I'm going to believe. Brother Lewis. <laughs> uh, these time zone things. Then, of course, we don't know what's going on over there. Does anyone even know? Does anyone even know if Australia is still there? Does anyone even know if Australia is still there? Anyone? Anyone? I mean, we have to assume it's still there, but we don't really know if it's still there. It could have sunk into the ocean by now with all the weirdness that's going on. All right, yeah, this is weird because I thought for sure this must be him. I'll try one more time. Brother Lewis, are you there? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we're not getting any audio from that unusual phone number, which I would assume would be Brother Lewis. Uh, I do not know. It could be anybody just calling in from afar. Um with you know Skype or something to listen to the program. Um, I see Sister Nancy connecting right now. Um, I do not see Brother Lewis. Mm. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. I'm uh, and I know we had a big disconnect with him the last time, but he said he was listening to the program. So I'm just I have no choice. I have to believe. I have to believe that he's okay. Um I know Sister Nancy just connected up. Um I'm going to I, this may be fruitless because I believe Sister Nancy is camping with her husband right now. That's his favorite thing to do. And you know, she's being a good wife. Um let me just go ahead and see if she'll respond to this. Um uh have you heard a confirmation from uh Lewis? All right, praise God. Now I'm going to go back over, and she's been so busy taking care of her husband and being a, you know, good wife, um, that, uh, you know, she, she, two seconds she does tribulation now stuff, three hours she's doing stuff for her husband. Two seconds she does tribulation now stuff, four hours she does stuff for her husband. So it's like bing, bing, boing, bing, boing, bing, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And so it's, it's, it's super tricky. You know, it's like ultra super duper duper tricky to, you know, like, get in touch with her a lot of times. All right, so what I'm going to do is, uh, under the circumstances, I'm going to see if I can, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Looks like I'm not. Oh, dag nabbit. Okay, so, um, oh, okay. Um, I'm hitting a couple of bumps in the road. I'm still checking for Lewis calling in. I'm not getting anything. Um, Let me look here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. History, settings. i got to go over to settings. i got to change this setting here because if I don't change it, I won't be able to go over to uh, the other one. Okay, I did change it. I brought it up. Okay, here comes messages. Okay, uh, there's some technologies that I'm very dependent upon. Let me see if I can get a SMS text message over to Sister Nancy, who just called into the show. So, Sister Nancy, please check your SMS text messenger from your campsite, please, in Jesus' name. All right, I'm typing one to you right now. Um, Did Lewis confirm for this show via email? I think he did, but I want to get like a double, triple confirmation um, because uh, if he's listening in, I would think that he would have called the show number by now. All right, praise God. And I'm going to hope that Sister Nancy gets that SMS text message and is able to SMS text me back. But sometimes it, they, uh, her husband loves to go to really, 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 really remote um, websites. And um, uh, anyway, um, uh 
Oh, okay. I got you. I heard. I I I, I caught you. Thank you, Tony. God bless you, brother. Um. Uh. Anyway, so um. I'm going to have to do a search because I, I just want to know. I, you know, inquiring minds want to know, right, kids? You want to know? All right. Well, then we are inquiring minds. So what we're going to do is we're going to type Lewis's name. All right. Praise Jesus. And we're going to go ahead and do a search. We got a show reminder, okay, that Sister Nancy sent out. Okay. It says, hi, Lewis. So thrilled that you can join us again. Uh, she did give them all the details. Uh, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, uh, nope, nope. I'm scrolling down even further. Uh, thank you so much for answering this quickly, Brother Lewis. See you on Sunday slash Monday. So he has confirmed, which makes this highly interesting. I cannot imagine why in a gazillion years he would not have connected up to the radio show, what we call the call dock, C-A-L-L-D-O-C-K. It's where we see all the caller info. What I cannot do tonight, and I am sorry, if Brother Lewis does not call into the program really quick, okay, we can't, we're not going to be able to bring him on. I don't know, I have to, I cannot, I've just been assigned a $240,000 job. It's huge, and there are challenges. And that, that being said, I have to get to bed on a normal hour, and I cannot stay up till 11 tonight. I simply can't because it devastates me. At the age of 60, I can't handle it. I just can't. I'll wake up tomorrow, and I'll be so tired. I I won't be able to function, and I've got to have – I'm meeting with executive vice presidents of a gazillion-dollar global company. Let's leave it at that. All right, all that being said, got to do what you got to do. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, so on that note, while we're hoping that Brother Lewis is maybe hearing what we're saying and maybe at least trying to call into the show, um, I'm going to go ahead and cover some of these other headlines because they're all apocalyptically insane. (laughs) Okay, so let's go ahead and, and touch upon these while we're hoping that Brother Lewis will call in. All right, here we go. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Falling tree kill f- falling trees kill five people in storms in uh storms lashing Austria. And again, you know, whenever you hear one, you you have to use common sense and and estimate that there's probably dozens and dozens and dozens of similar events happening all around the world that we that never made it into the media. There's only so many pages. There's only so many people that type articles. It's crazy, but it's just the truth. It's just the way that it works. Uh, There's an old saying, when you work in business, if somebody comes up to the back counter and says, boy, these chocolate chip cookies were the worst I ever had, there's probably another hundred people that will never come back and tell you that feel the same way. And that paradigm maps over to the news, particularly today. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. China cuts power to factories and homes uh, as reservoirs fall. So, again, here we have that dynamic where, uh, you know, uh, more and more um, organizations, sorry, governments are, um, you know, 
here's the rolling blackouts. And these are going to be absolutely devastating. There's already been threats in Texas. There's already been threats all over the world. In fact, it's the best of my recollection, uh, certainly a, a decent sampling of various major co- co- countries that have never had to do that before, with the exception of California when the, when the fires are going through, uh, with the power cuts. But it's going to – it looks like it's going to – they've been threatening it. So it looks like it's coming, but China's already doing it. China, you know, if you want to know what's coming to the United States of America, all you got to do is watch China. Whatever China's doing right now, it's coming here. Just watch it, and it's coming here. It's as simple as that. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. The Department of Justice counterintelligence chief says that the FBI's Trump investigation, um, again, this, this is, uh, there, there's a fight going on on the internetosphere between those who are backing the Soros shape-shifting reptilian army of evil, the global satanic crime syndicate, and their agenda to collapse the West as fast as they possibly can and take down the midterms. Okay, now, um, the, you heard what I, the reports that I gave you regarding the multi-millions of Latinos that are being let, it, let in openly and ushered in and bust all over the United States. Now, why would they bust them? Why would they relocate them to different states? The reason is because they need all of those states, okay, to them, they need those, those Latinos to, to vote, and they need them to vote the way they want them to vote, which is why Soros is buying up all the Spanish-speaking radio programs across the world. Get it? Okay, so again, they perceive the possibility that Donald Trump remains a threat. Now, while that's happening, of course, we got the Mar-a-Lago thing going on, and the Mar-a-Lago thing is unresolved. Okay, many people think that the Mar-a-Lago, there's articles that say, well, the Mar-a-Lago event has solidified Trump's 2024 run. It is going to make him the most popular, you know, and all that kind of stuff, right? But on the flip side, it is... an untold number of news outlets that are saying the exact opposite. They're saying that it, the game isn't over yet. The Department of Justice is still going through all the boxes. And, of course, don't even get me going, folks. You know, what they're going to do is if they're going to plant something like Trump said they probably would, then the most intelligent way to handle it is for them to take their time. The most intelligent way to fake it like like the Jan 6 thing and that whole thing to totally set up a false flag attack, which is what they're doing. The best way for them to handle it is to sit on those boxes. So those, in my imagination, my sanctified imagination tells me that those boxes are sitting in the corner of some room with a lock on it, and they're not doing nothing. They're not even bothering to look at them. And you might say, but Johnny, really? Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious, Pastor Paul. Uh, I really am. Are you serious? Are you serious? I believe they're sitting in a locked room somewhere, and they're not even bothering with them. But why would I say that? (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. I know. It's enough to make you... Anyway, because... The longer they wait, the more it's going to seem to the, we'll call them sheeples, the more it's going to seem to the interested parties that 
they're really putting an effort for it. They're going through the boxes. It, it took them months to go through all them. It was so voluminous. There was so much information. Oh, my gosh. We had to hire hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of specialists and bring them in from all over. To f and we found it. We found it. But you know what? What they claim they find will probably be planted, just like Trump said, and they won't announce it until just before the midterms. They'll sit on it. I believe with all of my heart those boxes aren't even being looked at because that's what Satan would do. And these are Satan. These, these entities are operating on behalf of Satan. When... Even even the 14 whistleblower FBI agents that went before – I forget which senator, uh, but I'd have to go back and look it up. But anyway, there's that senator, and he's expecting even more FBI agents to come forward and whistleblow. Remember when they whistleblowed, they said it was the agents at the top of the agency that were the problem. You got it? Following along? The higher up at the tippity-top you go, the closer you get to the boardroom – of Satan himself. It's, these are things that you will learn if you read the book by John Coleman, uh, the ex-MI6 uh, agent that uh, went whistleblower when he retired and went underground and wrote the book uh, Committee of 300. When you start learning about the labyrinth and control grid across the world, um, yeah, it's really eye-opening, and you realize, oh, they're all part of that deep state. See, not all the FBI agents are in on the whole deep state thing, but a bunch of them are. They're on a special payroll. Think of it. They're probably all making millions doing what they're told. Do you ever think of that? And they also know that their lives are at stake if they say a word. And so are their children, just like in Goodfellas, just like in any mob mobster movie. That's what they are, except they work for Satan and shape-shifting entities, Dracos, and regular reptilian entities. Evidently, according to, uh, oh gosh, uh, Bob Deagle, or Bill Deagle, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton is actually a nine-foot-tall Draco reptilian with wings. He saw it. He shook her hand. He said it was cold and clammy, and then she, he saw, because he has a special gift of discernment, he was able to see the actual entity. Yeah. All right. 100. You, uh, hold on a second. Look, wait a minute. Look, oh, here's another headline. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And we go on. I'm watching, I'm watching the call, Dak, because, again, we never know when Lewis might call in. Um, uh, or maybe he's having technical difficulties. Um, that would be the devil. Okay. Uh, anyway, 100 Ukraine soldiers are gunned down by their own people. Why? Because Russia was pummeling them. And they start, They said, we're out of here. And they started making a run for it. And then, of course, the Azov Nazi battalions will shoot them dead. It's the only way they can keep the regular army there uh, is to put the Nazis there because the Nazis got no problem. They'll, they'll kill anybody. They'll kill babies. They, they were, you know, all that stuff. Trump attorney confirmed FBI raided Melania Trump's closet, but they couldn't, re they couldn't observe them. Of course, they were only going to places in Mar-a-Lago, uh, you know, where, yeah, whatever. You can't believe anything here. And, you know, 
Andy Grace did, you know, he confirmed it. All right, next one up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The United States judge rules partial release of FBI's Mar-a-Lago affidavit is okay. I'm like, partial? Last thing we need is another redacted document. We got plenty of those. Oh, man, just somebody let me get. Oh. Ooh, ooh. Peace of Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Put down the baseball bat. We praise you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. DeSantis announces 20 charges of voter fraud by new election security office, which, by the way, they established here in the, 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 um, the United States of Florida. <laughs> That's what I almost said. But it does seem like a different state than the rest of the, you know. And now we have, like, this huge surge of people moving to Florida because, because you know, it's like, it's like the only sane state in the country. Anyway, uh, I mean, after all, <laughs> well, whatever. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. i got to get out more. All right. <laughs> Next one up. All right. United, uh, I already mentioned this one. Uh, FBI unit Mar-a-Lago probe uh, that Russia is, it's, it's, the whole thing is a hoax. This one person alleges, which is true. Uh, United States preparing additional $800 million in military aid for Russia, Ukraine, which includes satellite guided. Hey, and there is Brother Lewis. He just connected. Hallelujah. Let's bring him on. Brother Lewis, are you there? Yes, John, I'm here. <laughs> How are you? Oh. I'm doing okay. You said there's um, two things I'd love for you to start out sharing, and then, of course, whatever the Lord leads, go for it. But, um, okay. gotcha. the, the, but the first thing is you had mentioned that you would add another vision, and then um, – so go with that. And then definitely also, if you don't mind, I've received a lot of emails from people you know, about your visit to the show. They said things like he was he really motivated me. Okay? So I think wow. what might be a really good thing for the Lord Jesus is if you shared with what we never really got to hear because we ran out of time and we were sharing notes. When that was the largest overtime this radio show in over four thousand shows, we have never gone overtime more than an hour. And that's why Blog Talk Radio said, Blog Talk Radio, there were like alerts going off. I, I can just see them running around in the data center up in New York. Going, Somebody's on their fourth hour, and they only paid for three. Woo, woo, woo. And then he's like, pull the big red lever. You know, but anyway, if you would help people to understand, you know, your transition from, you know, how did you get from – Get, getting these visions and, you know, we, we need – people want to be motivated. They want to know how did Lewis get to the place that he is right now doing this delivery, wow. deliverance work? You know, what, what, how did that all connect together and get him to where he is right now in his service for the Lord? Because what will happen is, is you give a testimony on how that transition took place. People will start getting sanctified ideas in their heads, and they will say, hey, wait a minute. I can do something like that. Hey, wait a minute. I can do something like that. You know what I'm saying? And it will encourage the body of Christ to become more active on behalf of Jesus, which is what we need a lot of right now, I think you would agree. But anyway, um, I'll, I'll just turn the mic over to you, let you talk, and then, of course, you take whatever you add whatever you feel led to uh, after that as well. Go for it. Okay. Yeah, amen. Um, yeah, so I'm, I am nothing special. All glory to Jesus Christ. Everything that I said last time still stands this time. Um, again, I I was not raised in a Christian family at all. I mean, I um, 
I grew up in a house that practiced witchcraft unknowingly. Um, my mother, she she still kept a lot of her old traditions, and I was raised in a Cuban family, so Santeria was a big part of the house without me even knowing it was. And I grew up in an environment where spiritually it was just very heavy, um, a lot of trouble at home, that kind of thing. And, and growing up as a kid and looking at all that trauma, you know, you're just like, man, someone has to help me. That's where I pretty much turned to God. And um, it was just this thing where even though no one taught me who God was, I just had a knowing that God existed, like I believed in God. And then um, uh, parents, I found out that they also believed in God, but they weren't living uh, they weren't living righteous. They weren't living holy unto God. And so, and so, yeah, anyone could say, Hey, I'm a Christian or I'm a believer, but unless you're walking that walk, you know, it's, it's, it's completely, it doesn't, um, uh, faith without works is dead. So it doesn't make any sense to me. And so I, I lived that for so many years and, um, and really, again, I'm nothing special. What What I did was I sought after God. And so we all know that the Bible calls us to seek God, and God's going to reveal himself to us. And so that's really what I did. I just I just sought after God, and I wanted to know who God was. And at this time, particularly, I didn't even know who Jesus Christ was. I just knew that there was someone up there in the sky somewhere. I had no knowledge of the Bible very much at all. Um, but I did still believe in God, the creator of all things, but I wanted to know who this God was. And so as time went by, I was probably 12 years old. Again, I, I had mentioned this testimony um, last time. My parents, they were Pentecostals on fire, or my grandparents, sorry, not my parents, my grandparents, they were Pentecostals, they were on fire. They took me in one summer, uh, my sister and I both, and that's where I had my encounter with Jesus Christ. That's where I accepted Jesus. That's where I had a supernatural encounter with the Lord. So I knew, okay, this God that I always believed in, now I'm tying things together. I'm making these connections. It is Jesus Christ. This is the God that's answered me. To the Lord there at their place, we had this supernatural encounter that I will never forget. I saw the presence of the Holy Spirit actually come into the room. Um, there were other things that happened prior to that, like like a little like mini earthquake that happened, and I saw this flash of lightning. So I had this whole outer body uh, vision experience during that time, and it all happened in real time. I wasn't asleep, and my sister experienced the same exact thing. So if you were to ask her that right now, she would she would definitely say, "Yeah, that's what happened." Um, we lived with that uh, for many for many years. That that just um, glorious moment with the with the Holy Spirit and um, and really knowing and understanding and pinpointing like yes Jesus Christ is the Creator okay because we 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 both believed in God prior to this but we just didn't know which God right and so Jesus Christ made Himself known and after that this is where I started having all these experiences and I just pressed into knowing who Christ was because after such a profound supernatural encounter you uh, naturally you're going to want to press in and and we as human beings we already have this tendency to be very curious especially to supernatural things and so especially when we experience it right when we experience supernatural things and so i was just trying to go further and and that's what we did we you know we we grew to know who jesus was um 
we grew to know our identity in Christ, and that's where things started for me, just seeking God. And so for a lot of you listening now, like it didn't happen over a period of, you know, a month or two months. It happened over a period of a year's time. So after that experience that I had, that supernatural experience with Christ, my initial experience, it took about a year for me to experience something else. And in that year, I was just seeking the Lord. And that's really all it takes. There's nothing special about me. I just describe it. God, describe it. And then brother, brother. Uh, and I'm yeah. and folks, just so you know, there, there tends to be a delay and he is calling in from Australia. So it'll be a little bit bigger of a delay. And I'll have, but anyway, please remember <laughs> that we're, so when you say that you pressed into the Lord for over a year, mm. would you please yeah. be explicit about explaining exactly what adjustments you made to your life and how you went about pressing into the Lord? It, you know, because a lot of people, it's a big blank spot. They're like, oh, he pressed in the Lord. Well, what does that mean? Do I, do I get a rolling pin and push it over my body and press into Jesus? Or, you know, I mean, I'm being silly, but you know what I mean. Can you yeah. help people understand the steps that you took to to to, to press in? Okay. Yes. I, yes, I can. Um, sorry, I skipped over those details. I didn't mean to, but yeah, it's not a question that I'm asked often, but it's really good to be asked it because um, it's actually more uh, simple than people may think. And so during this time of this transition, before I had my angelic visitation which was the second experience after my initial visitation with Jesus, I was pressing in. And the way that I did that was um, I was reading my word. I understood that I had to sacrifice for the Lord, right? Like I had to put worldly things behind me. That was an understanding that I had at an early age. I knew, like I knew what was right and what was wrong, even prior to Jesus being in my life. Like I had a sense of this, um, I guess you could say this Christ-like morality already, like the Holy Spirit was always, um, uh, I guess, uh, the Holy Spirit was always around us trying to pull us to himself, which is what God does. He brings us to himself. And so I already had that kind of morality, but it was heightened, of course, once I started pressing into the word of God. And then the most important part of this year journey until you know, God just decided, hey, I'm just going to end up giving Lewis this, you know, this spiritual journey was me pressing into the secret place and really spending time with God. And the secret place could be anywhere where you could be alone with God, uh, void from distractions, all kinds of distractions, whether it's whatever, as an example, the television or people talking to you, just anywhere that you could go where you could be alone with God and there's quiet. And so I would spend time with the Lord that way in him and just waiting on him. Okay. And at first I was kind of like, I guess you could say I was kind of like, um, I wasn't very patient and I wanted things to move faster. But, um, you know, I just took my time because I, in a sense, I was, I was still kind of traumatized by that first experience, even though it was a holy and righteous experience. When you're like 10 or 11 years old, having this type of experience, it can be a little a uh, little bit traumatizing because it wasn't a dream. It was a vision, and it happened in real time. And so I was still kind of getting over that. So um, I wasn't being too pushy with God in the sense that, oh, I can't wait for the next experience, but I wanted to get to know God. And so that's what I was doing. I was reading my word. I was spending time with the Lord in the secret place. And um, 
and I was very conscious of the fact that now I'm separate from the world, and I have to live that way. So I have to live holy and righteous unto the Lord Jesus Christ. So I got to separate myself from from particular friends, um, particular mentalities, and and all this type of thing. I, I just wanted to separate myself from all the negativity. And so I just wanted to focus on Jesus at the time. And that's what I did. And because home life was so, uh, was also a struggle at times because there was so much demonic things going on in my own home. I don't know. I just, I just felt in my heart that I needed to really push through for my family too. So another thing that motivated me was I want my family to know who Jesus Christ is throughout this entire experience. Like I want them to experience something similar to what I experienced. You know, the Lord coming in such a powerful and mighty way, making himself known. And I knew that if I didn't take God seriously, how could my family come to Jesus if it wasn't going to be through myself or my sister who had this incredible experience? So I was taking this thing seriously, man. So, I mean, I guess you could say reading the word, spending time with God, uh, taking this walk of righteousness and holiness seriously, all that really just made um, made me a stronger Christian, and um, and I walked with the Lord for a good while there. And 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 don't get me wrong, I had my ups and downs. Like I backslid, uh, especially in my early adulthood, I backslid. But I was really dealing with all the residual demonic stuff that was going on in my childhood, and I had never dealt with it before. Especially when I went into the Marine Corps, I, I dealt with a lot of. Um, Man, I dealt with a lot of just residual stuff in my spiritual house that still wasn't throughout all that time, um, you know, my fragmented soul. It was just everywhere. It was all over the place, and God had to heal me. It was a process, but even before healing me like this, God still used me, and God still made himself known to me. And so, yeah, you're gonna, gonna be, you're not going to have this perfect relationship with God all the time, but I always tell people to abide in the Lord instead of striving in the Lord, which I believe there is a difference. I just, I just allowed myself to become patient. Um, the Lord made me a patient person and I just abided in God by spending time with them. Even if I didn't get anything, let's say I was expecting a dream, a vision or a visitation. If I didn't get anything, I was just comfortable in my spirit with the fact that nothing happened and that God and I had a conversation and I was able to pray and I was able to live a life of constant repentance, and I was just grateful and thankful to the Lord. That attitude right there is going to bring so many supernatural encounters with God, just the sheer attitude of being grateful and thankful no matter what happens, whether you're being persecuted or whether things are going great at the moment. And that's the attitude that I had for that year period until um, all these other supernatural things hit. So that's that. Uh, Hopefully that helps somebody, you know. Yeah, I think I think uh, I wanted to just, you know, share the synergy. I think it I think and and what I where is this coming from? Well, it's coming from my own personal experience. It's coming from other people's personal experiences. So one of the in super duper intense blessings, I would even argue supremely intense blessings associated with doing a program like this for over, you know, we're approaching 12 years now. Um yeah. is 
you 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 it's almost like a hub and spoke thing you know like i'm you know it's it's not it's not intended to to indicate anything other than the communication flow and so i'm kind of like i i jokingly say sometimes that i'm like a jesus version of george nori okay <laughs> doing coast to coast am okay and and every, and everybody's you know talking about all these different things and coming on the program and i get the blessings and um and i get people you know, listeners from all over the world, they'll be like, oh, that really touched me. That really helped me. And I wanted to share with you that I think one of the most important things that you said was in your, quote, journey to, you know, draw into God and the the, the time that it took. The the fact that you had even gone through struggles, backsliding because of this, that, or the other thing that was, you know, from your past or whatnot, and, of course, the influences associated right. with the Marine Corps, I, you know, that is so relevant, okay, because that is a direct match for my journey. Okay, because I used to be a version of Leonard Ravenhill when I first started out. I would be like, if you don't get your ducks in a row, you don't fear God, you're not going to make it into the rapture. You know, because I was like trying to, you know, it's like Jude uh, Jude verse 24 is like, you know, uh, and some, you know, save with compassion and others, uh, you know, uh, you know, pull them from the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Well, I was all Leonard Ravenhill fire. I didn't have any compassion. <laughs> so the Lord smack, did a smackdown on me like, boy, like nobody's business. <laughs> okay? And I came up and going, uh, oh, wow, did I have a lot wrong. <laughs> so, I mean, really for the listeners, they need to hear that. That's vital because yeah. what's Satan going to do? Yeah. What's Satan going to do? As soon as you make a mistake, Satan's going to say, ha ha, see, you're not worth it. You're not going to do it. You're never going to make it. You're never going to make it. You see what I'm saying? And that, and knowing that yeah. that was part of your journey is vital yeah. for people. So it's, it's, it's being yeah. determined, de- determined on a level that's unstoppable alongside of a journey that was riddled with challenges, even so. And that is, that maps to my journey perfectly and it maps to many other people's <laughs> journeys as well and i think people need to hear that because the, the discouragement Amen. that's satanic the devil wants you to feel unworthy that's the key once you yeah. feel unworthy you're gonna you're gonna be like uh what's the use i'm just gonna watch gilligan's island <laughs> reruns until jesus comes and and if i get a little pup tent on the other side of heaven you know way out you know i'll be happy you know that kind of thing so anyway <laughs> go on thank you <laughs> amen yeah no that's 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 brilliant john it's so true we talked about this a little before compassion like let me tell you, um, the Lord Jesus Christ is not going to use you to do amazing things for the kingdom of God if you don't have a genuine compassion for the Lord's people, for God's children. If you don't have love, you can do nothing. And I'm sure you can pull out a bunch of scriptures on that. But, um, yeah, without love, man, you got there's no power. There's no power in the kingdom of God. And so I realized that at an early age. And that, when I started having those other experiences, that angelic visitation, and then beyond that, oh, boy, once Satan knew, because Satan really is petty, like you mentioned, once Satan knew that I was sensitive to the spiritual things, oh, that's when he started hitting me and bombarding me with just a lot, just spiritual encounters with demons. And, and that is my journey into deliverance ministry. I had so many encounters 
with the satanic realm that there was one day where the Lord just revealed to me, I am meant to go and come up against Satan's kingdom and tear it down. And I had the knowing in my spirit that that's what I had to do. And so I sought after this deliverance thing. And I encountered deliverance in such a, you know, a modern, a modern way, right? Just on YouTube, just seeing how people were, were, uh, were working with these individuals who had demons. And I, I had no idea about uh, Christians or believers having satanic spirits. But if we look in the Bible, we see that um, obviously these people were believers in Yahweh. They may not have believed in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior at the time, but all the demoniacs or everyone in the book of, um, I believe it's Luke, John, um, and there's another book in the epistles where Jesus was performing deliverance everywhere he went. That was a third of his ministry. And so all these people were believers in God, essentially. Um, and um, I had not seen that before until I watched this YouTube video. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, what is this all about? Like, I see demons all the time. I want to start like casting out these devils. And that was the other half of my journey is that I, God revealed to me what spiritual warfare was about and how much of the church today has lost that, uh, that concept or that fire for spiritual warfare. Some people are afraid of it. Some people don't want to talk about it at all in their churches, but God led me to people like Derek Prince. Um, uh, he led me to people like Wynn Worley, um, you know, let me to these like really just on fire anointed people of the Lord that actually practice deliverance. I saw it. I engaged with it. And then my history up until that point all alluded to my destiny. So me going through those hard times at home, me going through all those satanic encounters to even going through the hard time and depression that I was going through in the military uh, during my service years. All that was preparing me to be a warrior in the spirit to confront Satan's kingdom and tear it down any way that I possibly could. And even to this day, I'm still helping people with prayers. Um, I do Zoom deliverances. Um, It's been going very well, actually. The other day, there was a lady who had a spirit of depression and suicide. And just over the phone, the Holy Spirit was able to deliver her of that demon. And that demon was like screaming into the phone. So my life has been a supernatural life. And I think that that is the regular Christian life. That is the normal Christian life. But people have forgotten that that is the normal Christian life. That's why you look at the book of Acts and you see that the book of Acts doesn't have a definitive ending because the apostolic age never ended. Still have the power through the Holy Spirit to, to perform signs, miracles, and wonders. We're still doing it. And deliverance is a miracle from the Lord Jesus Christ that we clearly see he spent a third of his ministry doing. And it has not changed. God does not change. He is still the same today. And so that's my journey, man. Like, I was, I was being conditioned to be a spiritual well, who did you get hooked up with? for the things that I was going to experience. Who, well, who did you get hooked up with? I mean, you know, and I, again, so that's a missing link. I'm not, I'm not, I want to I know everything. <laughs> so, like, you just, so, so let, me, let me do a tongue-in-cheek yeah. thing, okay? So where, where my mind is is, okay, so, like, you're like, 
okay, you devils, I, I, I get it. I'm, I, you made me mad, and I know because of my reading of the Bible and everything that I need to come after you guys. And so, like, then I imagine you just kind of like walking down the street, going do 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 do. I mean, did somebody just jump out from in the middle of a building and say, "Hey, you, you need to come over here where we're going to deliver some devils." I mean, there's like a missing, there's a little gap in there between where you decided you had to go do it versus now you're doing it. How do you fill that gap in? Okay, I got it. There's a lot of experiences that I've had with the Lord that um, that I haven't even mentioned on here, just because I'm trying to make sure that what I tell on here are things that the Holy Spirit is bringing to my mind clear. Um, sure. I don't want to, you know, I've had so many experiences, and there are some experiences where I'm like, I'm iffy about the details, and so I don't want to share them. But there is an experience that the Lord just brought to my spirit when you asked me that question. So what led me to deliverance and knowing that I had to go up against Satan's kingdom and I had to fight God's battles was simply a vision that I had when I was a teenager experiencing all this demonic stuff. And in this, in this vision that I had, I saw um, two angels, the angels. And how did I know they were counterfeit? I knew they were, I knew they were demons because when they came into the room, Remember, I had, I had spoken previously on having this encounter with the angels where when their presence were in the room, they lit up the whole room. You knew that they were holy. It brought a, it brought a holy and righteous fear. Um, and so I knew that it was different with real angels because they lit up the whole room. They had the glory of God. These did not. And they started talking to me in a very deceptive way. And, and, and I, don't know, um, I don't know if kids are listening to this. Um, Hopefully, but the thing is, Satan is a hold on a, a second, hold on a second, thing, man. Like, Spanky, really... get the kids out of the room. Spanky, yeah. no, stop <laughs> complaining, stop complaining. You kids, get out of the room. It's time to go. Night, 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 everybody. Night, night. Okay. Yeah, no, they're they're gone now. Everything's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can they're go. gone. Okay. Amen, John. <laughs> so, anyways, these two angelic uh, beings, they looked at each other, and they looked like females to me. Um, and they, they just went at it and they started kissing each other and all this other nonsense. And I'm like, wait a sec. This just went from, you know, at first I, I kind of understood that they were deceiving me or trying to deceive me. But then when I saw them do that, they, they, they spoke to me before that. And, and I, I don't remember what they said to me, but I didn't want to remember anyways, because I just, I just, there was this presence about them. It was just a nasty, disgusting, otherworldly, evil presence about them. And they started kissing each other, man, like full-on lesbianism going on. And that's when I got up. It's like my spirit man got up, and I started chasing and fighting these things with my Bible. I took the sword of the spirit in this vision, and I started smacking them up, man. I know it sounds funny, but I was beating the mess out of these demons with the Bible. That was my cue. That was the vision that changed it all for me. I knew that I had to destroy some devils, man. And, and I had to do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it's not me. I want to make sure that everyone knows it's the Holy Spirit that does it through you. But he called me to fight these type of battles. And I knew that was my cue. That was a vision where I knew, like, hey, I have to do this. I have to engage in this. You know, someone needs to teach me. I got to seek this thing out. And so I did. And that was the vision. That, How did you that, market uh, yourself? That that happened. Okay. I, and I don't mean this to sound too secular, but... To cut to the point, how did you market yourself? 
at that point you said, okay, this is my calling, but what was your next step? Right. Okay, there's got to be somebody out there in the audience that's going, man, I, this, a lot of this is just the same stuff that's been happening to me. I just don't know how to get started or who to yeah. call. You know, so what happened next? <laughs> Amen. So what happens next is I got involved in, as I said before, a little before YouTube, and looking up deliverance ministers that were actually involved directly with spiritual warfare. So I had seen testimonies of a man named John Ramirez, who also had a similar uh, similar background in Santeria, except he was actually a warlock doing Santeria since he was a little kid because he was trained up for that. And um, and this is a real thing, folks. Like a lot of people don't understand, like. These witches and warlocks, they laugh at Christians without power, without authority. They laugh at us because <laughs> they can get away with doing so many things in the spirit, and we're not aware of those things because we don't treat God's word seriously. You know, what God says about you is a serious thing. And these witches and warlocks that have been training up in the darkness since they were little, like they just laugh at Christians without power. Now, they don't laugh at Christians who know their identity in Christ. Okay, they don't laugh at those Christians, but the majority of Christians still do not understand their identity in Christ or they have no, uh, their pastors are not teaching about daily repentance, they're not teaching about spiritual warfare, they're not teaching about eschatology like you like to talk about, they're not teaching these vital things that we need to know, and we need to understand Satan. Like, how do you defeat your enemy without knowing about your enemy? It doesn't make any sense at all. You have to know about him in order to protect yourself from him and be able to also defeat him. And so that was the process I was going through. And so I'm on YouTube. I look up John Ramirez, awesome testimony. I'm like, okay, I can relate to that. But then I go a little bit deeper, and I find Isaiah Saldivar from California. Man, this guy's on fire. He's an anointed man of God. He's doing deliverance all the time. And this is where I connected because he, he has this platform on his website where people that are interested in doing deliverance can plug themselves in on a map so that anyone who's demonized, right, or is going through some form of uh, demonic oppression, they can receive help from a pastor or a deliverance minister nearby. And so you plug yourself on this Google map with all your information, and, uh, and you know, and, and there it is. People start calling you and emailing you. And, and that's how and that's how I got on to pursue this whole okay, deliverance okay. thing. Now we need. Um, and, now yeah. we need. Now we need. Okay, this is like the most important thing because you said that per, per, pretty quick, and um, then what will happen is you, you'll 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 go back to you know kicking demons you know into the next dimension, and I'll be getting like thirty forty emails going. What was that? What was the name of that YouTube thing? You know, and I'll be like, I don't know. I, I thought I had it. I, you know. So how do we spell that? How do people find it? How, what was that again? Can you say it real slow so people can search on it and find it? Yep. So it's Isaiah Saldivar, and it's Isaiah is in the prophet Isaiah. You spell it the same way, and then Saldivar is S A L. Uh, D-I-V-A-R Isaiah Saldivar and um, I guess you could just after that you just type in ministries and he'll trust me he'll show up on there and so this man of God he's the one that inspired me to take it to the next level and actually do something for the kingdom of God Um, finding him I was still involved in doing things for the kingdom of God but not to that measure once I found out that there were people that really needed deliverance and there were not many pastors at all or ministers 
willing to conduct deliverance. I mean, it was a sad situation, man. If you look at if you look at the map now, if anyone wants to look at Isaiah's map now, they will see that I'm one of the one of the five, probably five people in the whole continent of Australia that is doing deliverance. Is that not sad? That is sad, man. And and there's a lot more in America that are doing it. You know, God bless the USA. God is God is starting those small pocket revivals out there, but the whole world like Man, they're 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 begging for this kind of thing. So many people are dealing with depression and 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 mental illness, right? And and they want to ex- ascribe that thing to themselves, like it's them. But a lot of times you're dealing with a demonic spirit and you don't even know it, okay? And and a lot of these people are just desperate for help, and they're afraid to even tell someone that they're going through the ringing of the ears and the random nosebleeds and all these symptoms of knowing that there is a demonic spirit involved and, and, and they're ashamed. They're ashamed. They're either ashamed, afraid, something, and they don't want to tell anyone. And so there's not a lot of people helping with this kind of ministry, man. There's just not, not a lot of people casting out. Devils do you do anything in it's person? Like, literally. Do you yes, do stuff in person? I have done things in person. Yes. That is the best way. Honestly, that has been, wow. What an experience to do that kind of thing in person with people. Because the love of God and the power of the Holy Spirit manifests so much more when you have a team dedicated to going in person to that brother or sister and conducting deliverance sessions. Like you have people help you sometimes? that way. I did, yeah. Back in the states. Now that I'm in Australia, I don't. I have to rebuild the team here. But back in the states, I did have a team of just two people. It only takes two or more people, but I do recommend that people do it with the team. Because deliverance can be very dangerous, especially if you're on the fence with your walk with the Lord. Please don't do it. You got to pray your Ephesians 6 armor on before you go into battle with the devil, man. Because he's going to come and tear you apart if you have a kink in your armor. If you have any room there for the devil to come in, he will destroy. Like, he will literally, and it's happened to me. I've made deliverance mistakes before, okay? So I know that he can come at you hard, and he really does. And, and you got to be prepared. And so I recommend that people have an anointed team, people that you know that are on fire for the Lord and really are living holy and righteous unto God. Those kind of people are the ones where, yeah, they're, they're going to make, trust me, <laughs> the devil's going to know about them. So, like, you will become a liability to Satan. He not only knows your name, he knows your number now. Once you start diving into deliverance ministry, he knows your number. Okay, it's that serious. He knows that you are a threat, a direct threat to his kingdom. And any time that you are not close to the Lord Jesus Christ, he will always try to pounce on you. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. And a lot of people that are blasé about it and and don't know about deliverance as they probably should. A lot of those people are getting attacked in different ways, but not this kind of attack. And I know it sounds crazy to say it, but the truth is when you involve yourself in this direct frontline ministry, you, I'm telling you, Satan has his scouts out there watching, waiting for you to slip up. And the moment you don't have that protection, you know, he's coming after you. I had a demon through, through a person one time say to me, if you didn't have that armor on you right now, I would tear you apart. This is a demon speaking through a, <laughs> a small woman and being that aggressive and violent. And this demon looked at me and said, if you didn't have that armor on right now in the spirit, I would tear you apart. 
And, and during this uh, deliverance session, this demon was calling on other demons and other people to come and interrupt the session so that the Lord wouldn't have his way. And we would have random people. And this was at a hotel, by the way, which I'll never do again. I will never perform a deliverance in a hotel room again because these people were coming and banging on the door and saying, we know what you're doing. We know what you're doing, and we're going to come get you. Like, this is the supernatural Christian life that I'm talking about. Like, man, if you think Christianity is boring, you're not doing it right. Trust me. You're not doing it right. And so I ignored it, and I started praying, and I started asking the angels to, to come and help us because we were having random people come and bang on the door saying, we know what you're doing. We know what you're doing. We're coming in. We had locked the door. I mean, it was that intense, man. So I'll never do it at a hotel again because a lot of people that escape to these hotels, man, they, they got some spirits in them, dude. Tell you what, they got some spirits in them. They're trying to well, bring you know, the door type of thing. I got to share this with you. I think you'll really dig it. Um, you'll, you'll be like, wow, that is a, you know, um, but what, um, so now granted, I think, you know, not everybody's perfect. So that's my disclaimer. Nobody's perfect. So if you've had a negative, <laughs> um, you know, vibe from this individual or there's things about his practice that you don't care much for, well, welcome to Christianity because everybody's got, you know, nobody's perfect. But anyway, that being said, there's my disclaimer. However, um, I, uh, you know, in my pursuit, we'll just say my pursuit in that direction and wanting to learn more and more and more. For a while, I uh, studied under Bob Larson. Now, there were, again, like I said, there were some things, there's some practices that he does that I don't much care for. There's some, you know, but all that aside, I went to a live seminar where um, he talked to people for pretty much the first hour. And then the second hour, he he had an individual that was demonically possessed. But I think the greatest takeaway that I got from going to that seminar, I mean, you know, anybody who's never, I, see, I was born and raised in a demon chasing family. Okay. So when I was a little kid, like yeah. my, my, my mom and, and the pastors, they would be like, Oh, you got, you know, pots and pans flying around your house. Cool. We're on the way over. You know? So, but anyway, um, you know, but anyway, so Lar- I went to the Larson seminar, which was free. Um, and I, and he said, and by the way, this is something he covers in his books and things like that. He's got some pretty good books, but anyway, he said that the that pretty much, and I, I've preached this before too. I've told people. I said, why would Satan waste any of his resources going after people that are already on an eight-lane freeway straight to hell? That would be absolutely stupid. Okay, that's right. He doesn't need to do that. He needs to go after the threats. So we, you know, the more of a threat you are, the more the demons are going to be focused on you. They're going to swarm you. So um, yes, and Larson <laughs> that lined up with Larson's experience. Larson said that every single church, because that's you know he'd get invited all over the United States, all over. I probably actually to other countries as well. And um, every single church, everyone that he ever went to, he would walk in between the pews with his Bible in his hand, and someone would just flip out. (laughs) (laughs) 
and you know, and he was like, got one, you know, and he would take them up in the front of the church and, and, and deliver them in front of everybody. And then everybody was like, wow, we, you know, but he says that's where he said the best place to go to find demon possessed people is inside the church. And I, that the is church. a big shock that's for a lot of people. <laughs> is that no, what you're yeah, discovering? I, I, that is, oh, brother, listen, man, demons have, oh, man, Christians have so many demons. Christians have so many demons that it's not even funny because and here's why. A lot of Christians don't understand that demons come in through trauma, through traumatic events that have happened to them in their life. And, and the Holy Spirit does that healing work. But sometimes it's a demonic spirit. It's not a flesh issue. The demonic spirit that has come in through some form of trauma when you were a kid or in your, in your older age, whenever that trauma happens, and those spirits come in. They have a legal right to come into your spiritual house. So there's a lot of people that don't agree with this whole, um, you know, well, if the Holy Spirit lives in you, how, how can a demon be in there? I have so many verses to refute that. I'm not going to get into it because I have a whole book on it, whole book by Gene Moody called The Deliverance Manual. If you want to look at that book. I've used that book in several deliverances where the prayers in that book are so anointed. It's just amazing, right? It's just the power of God. And Gene Moody was obviously a man of God. And so I use prayers from that book because he always goes back to Jesus Christ. So it's not just something where he's just writing things and making things up as he goes. He always goes back to the word of God, and he actually puts scriptures in there to let you know, hey, go here, go there. This is where you can read it. And, and, and all this. So he always makes biblical references, which is amazing. And in that book, right, there's a lot of, there's like over 30 years of deliverance in that one book. And so we're also, and, and this is what, and I'm just going to say this, we're also made of three parts. We are body, soul, and spirit. These demons come in through the soul, which is the mind, will, and emotions of a person. A lot of people don't even know they have demons. Because they think it's a reflection of who they are. Oh, I'm angry all the time. It, it must be me. It's just the way I am. I'm angry, right, all the time. Or I'm depressed a lot because it, it must be me. It's the way I am. No, no, let's go back to the root of things. What happened to you to make you that way? You weren't always that way. Those are not godly things. And you're a Christian. Those are not godly things. God doesn't want you to be angry, depressed, suicidal. He doesn't want you to have any of these symptoms. So what's going on there? Could it be a spiritual issue? I've encountered without my, throughout my walk with the Lord doing deliverance that nine times out of ten, it is a demonic problem. It is a problem with generational curses that still need to be broken over the family. It's a problem with people still living in sin and allowing the devil to come into their spiritual house. And when I say spiritual house, I'm talking about the soul. So the spirit, you could be a born-again believer, and the Holy Spirit's in you, and you can still have a demonic problem. It happened to me last night, and I'm going to get to that later because I also had two other dreams to share with you all. Uh, from uh, This just happened probably maybe like four days after the last time that I was on with you, which is amazing. I did not expect that, but God did give me two more dreams. But to go back to what I was saying, yeah, it's just – in the church is where you're going to find the majority of the problems, and the gifts are actually for the church according to the Bible, right? And so I also believe that this miracle of deliverance, which is a miracle, not a gift, I believe it is for the church, and it is for today, and it still stands. 
That's why the book of Acts doesn't end, because we're still in the apostolic age. And so people need a lot of healing, and these pastors and preachers out there are not telling them what the source, what, what, what the actual, that Jesus Christ, mind you, they may be telling them that God is going to heal them, but they're not telling them how God is going to heal them. They're not telling them how this process actually works. And a lot of times they're not even telling them that a demonic spirit is involved. Okay, not everything is a demon. Some things are flesh issues because you haven't crucified your flesh. You still love your sin. I totally get that. But when you love sin, you invite something else in. Something else is in there when you love sin. You're giving it a legal right. And so people need to remember that there is an unseen realm that you are battling in. You are in the midst of a war, a war that's been going on for God knows how many thousands of years. And you are in the midst of that war. And so there is a war right now happening in the spirit realm between angels, human beings, and demons. And we're all just in the middle of it. So you have to protect yourself spiritually. That's why your spiritual walk is just so much more important than anything else, right? Because we're spiritual beings. At the end of the day, we're spiritual beings. We're not going to be here forever. We're just passerbys. We're just ambassadors for Christ here on earth. And one day we'll live in glory with our Lord Jesus Christ. But until that day comes, we have to occupy from the enemy. And, and that's what I'm convinced of because I've seen it within my experience. I didn't grow up believing in deliverance. I want to be clear about that. I didn't grow up believing that demons could be in Christians. I didn't know. I didn't, that thought back then, years ago, I would have laughed at that because I'm like, nah, there's no way. If God's there, there's no way. There's no way. But guess what? Christians make a lot of compromises with God. We open a lot of doors that we shouldn't open. We see things we, we shouldn't see. We drink things we shouldn't drink. We, you know, we, do all, we touch things we shouldn't touch. And when that happens, we're giving these demons a legal right because there are different laws in the spirit realm than there are here in the natural realm. But when you go past those laws, when you disobey in the spirit realm, it is definitely more chaotic and, and I would even say a more fierce judgment upon you when you do those things. And I'm going to take it back to Scripture. I'll take it back to Saul. Saul, what he did with the medium when he went to see her. And they actually conjured up the spirit of Samuel. And Samuel rebuked him, pretty much stripped him from everything by just that one encounter where he broke that spiritual, that law in the spirit realm, where he broke that, where he broke and rebelled against God for going and consulting a medium. He broke a law in the spirit realm. He broke a law and he paid the consequence for it. So it's important to understand that he was demonized. He was being tormented. And this is the same thing that happens today with people that compromise with the Lord Jesus Christ. You compromise with the Lord, you're going to have spiritual backlash. Now when you have spiritual backlash, you have to realize only Jesus can save you from this. And it's probably a demonic, it's probably a demonic entity causing it. And I always tell Christians, how do you know that it's a demonic entity? Well, there are symptoms that, that I'll name later of how you can know. But this is the most simple one, this one here. When you have a Christian that's going around the same mountain over and over again, committing the same sin over and over again, whether it's masturbation, pornography, I don't care what it is, you're committing the same thing over and over again. You've got to ask yourself, could this be a demonic spirit that I have allowed into my life? times out of 10 through my experience with the Lord doing this, 
for like four years now, nine times out of ten, it's a demon that needs to be cast out, needs to be sent into the pit, needs to go away. And then you, as a Christian, need to do your part to stay prayed up, to stay armored up, and to know that you are living in the midst of a war. You always have to be prepared for the Lord's coming. But you also always have to be prepared to defend yourself in the spirit, especially if you're going to be doing this kind of work for the Lord. You always have to be prepared. There's a part that you have to play in all this too, all right? I I know there's there's a lot of Christians out there that want God to do everything for them, but God also wants commitment from you. And so there are things that we have to do, like live righteously and holy and be holy, right? I mean, God tells us that. Jesus Christ told us that. And so we have to imitate the Lord Jesus Christ and how we walk, our spiritual walk. But the spiritual warfare, it's what's not being preached out there. People would have so much more healing, signs, miracles, and wonders in their church if they just allowed the Holy Spirit to lead them, if they allowed the Holy Spirit to do what he does best. Instead of micromanaging the Holy Spirit, which I don't even know how we think we could do that with God, but we do that in the churches. We micromanage everything, and, and, you know, and, and it's not Holy Spirit-led. We don't allow the Spirit to do what he wants to do. And let me tell you, the Spirit wants to heal you. He wants to cast out those demons from your life. He wants to restore you in the process. God wants to do so many amazing things, but it's our attitudes towards the things of God that will stop the Holy Spirit from moving. That's all I got to say. That's it. <laughs> Wow. Praise God. That's amazing. And I'm looking at the, uh, so here again is the Isaiah Saldivar, and I'm going to spell this out for you so you can find it most easily. It's just like the book of Isaiah, I-S-A-I-A-H, and then the last name is spelled Saldivar. So that's S-A-L-D-I-V-A-R. So it's IsaiahSaldivar.com. And I'm looking at the deliverance map, and there's this gigantic picture of Lewis right over Australia. I don't know what he did. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway. <laughs> so, uh, so which one of the black dots are you in Australia here? But anyway, um, wow, that's a lot of people, and I think this is awesome. And he even mentions on the main page that he only started getting into this around about uh, 2011. So... Uh, look at look at right. look at the impact. It's really an amazing thing to see. Uh, so many people being and look at all the black dots on the United States. I mean that's great news. Yeah. Um, I was uh, yeah I was uh, uh, studying under um, John G. Lake's ministries under um, uh, oh gosh uh, oh Curry Blake uh, and uh, mm. took his. Uh, SWAT training, which is a spiritual warfare apostolic training, is what, where he came up with the SWAT word. Uh, well, very good, very good. Um, but um, I think one of the things one of the things that happened to me that might happen to other people is you get out of the training and you're so juiced up. I mean, you are like, I mean, I kid you not. When I took the um, when I took the training on divine healing from Curry Blake, I was so Pumped 
that I just grabbed my Bible, drove across town, went to St. Joseph's Hospital, went straight in the door, barged right down through the, the, the um, you know, it's like we pushed the door open, went straight into one of the wards and started looking for people that I could go pray for. And I started walking into rooms and stuff. I was like, man, do you mind if I pray for you? And people are like, yeah, pray for him, pray for him. But, you know, the funny thing about it is with some of the new regulations right now, you can get arrested for doing stuff like that. But um, that's right. This is a great opportunity. I got discouraged. That's what happened to me is I, you know, in the book, uh, Charles and Francis Hunter, How to Heal the Sick, she uh, uh, Francis Hunter admits that her and Charles had laid hands on over 10,000 people before they saw one divine healing. And they and they said yeah. they didn't care. Yeah. They were nothing was going to stop them, and they just kept going and going. And then they became one of the most well known yeah. uh, delivery teams in the entire world. And um, I learned a lot from that. But the mm. discouragement sets in quickly because what happens is, I mean, I was I was nuts. I would like drive across uh, like a Walmart parking lot, and I would see some guy going down the road in a motorized wheelchair, and I was like, Hey, there's somebody I can get. And I'd like drive my car around, jump out of the car. And go, hey man, can I pray for you? And you know, and I and I did. And the guy was like, "Yeah, go ahead and pray for me." But what happens is, we're all looking for a miracle. Now, in the in 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 in, in um, spiritual warfare, if you're going head to yes. head with a demon, you you don't have to worry about yeah. the supernatural. It's gonna it is going to manifest. But when you're, when you're going for divine healing, that can be a little tricky because yeah. not all. Divine healing events are miracle divine healing events. So some of them can take some time, no, and you, you, you know, you're looking for that person to jump out of the wheelchair and go, woohoo, Jesus, Jesus, and go running around, the, you know, and, and it's like then you're all disappointed because you didn't have that. But yeah, if you want, if you want to get some instant feedback uh, from your work, uh, definitely yeah. look into this um, Isaiah Sal Saldivar. Uh, uh, website because that that looks like a great way to break yeah. into it um, because um, you, you know you're gonna you, it's a learning experience and what and what Lewis says is very very true um, most people that I've talked to over the last twelve years that have gotten into it as a either full time job or a side side thing. Um, they all agree that it's better to have at least two people in the room because if if that demon gets frisky yeah. and, and things aren't right, it, they might toss you around a little bit, and you don't want to be there. So, <laughs> but anyway, did you want to go ahead? This was an awesome program. That's so. True. They will. They'll That's toss so you around. They will. I'll throw you around the room. You'll you'll know if you, you you'll know if you're living a proper <laughs> sin-free life because if they're bouncing you around the room, man, there is something wrong. <laughs> but um, can I say? Can I say that? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go go ahead. No, uh, I was just I was going to say, say did you want to share a few more viewers? And, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I I do I do because this is very important. This is. The Holy Spirit actually wants me to say this. Um, if you want to be involved in deliverance ministry and you want to go on the map and, and plug yourself in, I really highly recommend that you have accountability from either maybe the church that you attend to, a, a spirit-led church or something like that, or maybe even an accountability partner where you know that person's walking with the Lord, um, that you take it seriously. This is what the Lord wanted me to say. This is life or death for somebody. I've had phone calls before where it's been like, Lewis, if you don't help me today, 
I'm probably going to kill myself. I need help. This is real, folks. This is to be taken seriously. I used to call a lot of the dots that are on that map, and no one would answer. I would email them, too, and no one would answer, okay? So if you're going to put yourself and plug yourself in on this map, take God's business seriously. That's why the church doesn't see signs, miracles, and wonders the way it should, because too many people don't take God's business seriously. This is life or death for somebody, okay? That's really what I wanted to say about deliverance. And going back to what you said, John, about healing, healing and deliverance, I mean, deliverance could be many things. It's not just demons, right? Deliverance could be healing as well, because that's, that's what the Holy Spirit, that's God's function of, of setting you free from some form of bondage, right? And so I've also noticed in my walk that a lot of people that have infirmity have to, which is also biblical. If we look at, I believe it was Peter's mother-in-law, who Jesus said, come out infirmity. And he actually casted out a spirit of infirmity, which a lot of people miss that part. So, you know, quote me if I'm wrong, but that event happened. He called out infirmity, and that spirit came out, and she was healed. So a lot of times when you don't have direct divine healing, maybe there is a demonic entity plugged into that or attached to that. And, and that goes into uh, a little bit more detail about deliverance ministry. There's a lot to learn in deliverance ministry, but just know Holy Spirit does most of the work. But you do have to have discernment. Because what you stated before with healing, you become overzealous and you go out there and you're laying hands on everybody and this and that, but you're not waiting on the Lord to say, hey, go get them, right? And so deliverance is the same thing. Deliverance is the same thing. You're so, you're ready to cast out devils and do this and do that, but you're not properly equipped to even handle the situations that might come. For example, you mentioned tossing, uh, demons tossing people around. Yes, that can happen. But when you know your authority in Christ and you have divine revelation from the Holy Spirit, you can bind that demon from hurting anyone in the room. You can bind it from acting out and lashing out violently, and it won't do it. And so these are little tidbits that you learn when you're walking closer with God. He will show you. So you just don't become this overzealous deliverance minister who gets his butt handed to him by these devils. You know what I mean? God will show you how to conduct things properly and in the right setting. <clears throat> and so that's really all I had to say, man. Take it away. Brother oh yeah. John. Hey, oh, you're talking yours. to somebody, <laughs> you're talking to a guy that's like 300 pounds and six foot two. And I got my butt bounced down the stairs. My head smashed into the wall. I had four police cars in the front of the house. I, this was an attack on my life. And I, but, it, but it caught me. I was completely off guard. I mean, I was sound asleep and it was like, you know, all of a sudden I'm, I'm under a huge attack and, um, and this thing wanted to kill me. Right. So, so believe me, I know, you know, I know what it feels like to be on the receiving end of that, um, that whole thing. And it is traumatizing. Uh, it, it's a good thing to, you know, to, to do what Lewis is recommending and take it a step at a time, team up with somebody else who's got some experience, uh, you know, uh, you know, and then just reach out. And if there's, you know, even half of the dots right. respond on the map from the, the, the United States map on south of our site, uh, wow, they're all over the place. As a matter of fact, you can zoom in too, man. Wow. Florida here has got a bunch. I might have to hook up with <laughs> That's something. Right. Here's the thing. One of the things that you just said is so important. It's more important yeah. probably than anything else. 
One of the reasons why I didn't go into full-time deliverance, which I wanted to because I hate the devil so bad I cannot stand it. I even have a, a, a registered serialized Louisville slugger beside behind me right now with Satan's name on it just so I can bash it against the tree to go work out my frustrations. But, but anyway – because I figure if he's coming after me, I'm coming after him. It ain't gonna, you know, I'm no way I'm just gonna lie down and take it. So, but the problem, the challenge is this: you, you, the part that you said that this is life or death, that's the most sobering part of all. Because whether it's divine healing or whether it's divine healing plus demonic spirits and you know, spirits of infirmity causing it, that's right. Or whether it is just purely uh, demonic possession. And folks, don't make the mistake that a lot of people do. That that's a lie from the devil. That that not to Lewis's point. It's no. The person can yeah. Christians, very good Christians, can be heavily demonically possessed. Okay, those demons are inside of them, and they are living there in the house. Okay, this is all in in. in, uh, in Luke 12. So, or no, I'm sorry. Um, I think it's maybe Matthew 12. But anyway, um, uh, but the point, uh, the point is this. It is life or death. And that was the one thing that stopped me from going into it full time. So you need to consider that before you go there. Because if once you put yourself out there and that email comes in, that phone rings, you're Batman. I'm sorry, but you're Batman. The lights are up in the sky, and it's like, Batman. And you're like jumping in your cars and going out of the back cave, and you're heading right to the problem. You know, because it is life or death. And I realized, I said, well, based upon how the Lord is using me and all that, I thought, well, okay, it doesn't make sense because, you know, you can't do it halfway. You can't say, like, well, every That's Thursday right. morning between 8 and 10, I will be a deliverance minister. And just the demons just don't adhere to schedule. You know, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> no, they don't. No, that's why you have to have a compassion and a love for people because I'll have to wake up. God will literally wake me up sometimes, too, but I'll have to wake up at 2 or 3 a.m. just to talk to someone in America who's really going through it. That's the type of heart that you need to have when you're stepping into deliverance. You need to be able to wake up whenever God wakes you up. You need to be able to talk with these people no matter what time it is in order to understand what's going on and to really be able to help them because too many people don't help at all. And they tell me this all the time, man. I've had several people tell me I've been dealing with depression and suicidal tendencies for years. No one wants to help me. Uh, My pastor at church says this, but he's not alluding anything to demonic spirits and then we'll go and do deliverance and get what comes out brother suicide depression they all come out they all come out screaming back to the pit and so this is what i'm saying you know we we have to it is life or death for someone and i also wanted to share john because last time i wasn't able to maybe um i could share my email um and then that way people can get in contact with me and just whether it be for prayer fellowship whatever you know yes do it do it absolutely yeah, awesome. So my email is lastremnantsdeliveranceministry at gmail.com. So that's all together. doesn't matter whether you uh, put it in caps or not, I don't believe, for Gmail. So it's just lastremnantsdeliveranceministry, all lowercase, at gmail.com. And that's how you can reach me, and we can talk about things and 
if you're having a demonic problem, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll pray about it, see what the Lord wants to be done, and then we'll go for it. Or if you just wanted a fellowship or prayer request or just ask questions, you can do it on there. That's absolutely awesome. Praise God. Um, and, and, oh gosh, yeah, we could, we could talk all night long, but I, I, if I do that again, I'm going to, boy, I'll tell you what, you, the last program we did, <laughs> I woke up the next morning and I was dragging, you know, cause like I'm 60 years old, you know, so I'm like going, I'm adjusting to all these body changes because like everybody warned me about them, but I didn't believe them. I'm like, I'm Superman. It won't affect me. And now I'm like there and I'm going, oh my gosh, my back is killing me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, exactly. folks, this is a great opportunity for anybody who does. Say that again. Sorry, go ahead. How much time do we have left? How much time oh, do we have left, brother? Um, well, if we if we keep on milking the overtime, we're in OT right now. But if we keep yeah. on milking the overtime, we could go okay. another twenty minutes without the danger of having okay. Blog right, Talk right, Radio right. unplug us from the giant plug in the sky. <laughs> That's okay. Maybe what I'll do is because uh, I, I had this uh, vision that I had that I wanted to talk to you about last time. Sure. But, uh, oh, sure. I'll probably do that sure. on your cell sure. phone and just give you a call. No, no, no. Okay. No, um, do it just, now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll share it. <laughs> this is just real quick because you have a lot of discernment when it comes to these things, and I, I don't really. Um, so I had this vision where I saw two older men wearing uh, wearing the fod or the priestly garbs, and I was right in front of them, and they were so holy. I mean, they, they had beards that were as white as snow. Their hair was white as snow. They were wearing the ephod. They were wearing the priestly Levitical garments. And they had, like, something that looked like scepters in their hands. And their eyes were like blazing fire. There were two of them. And they looked like, I mean, they looked serious. As don't know who they were. Do you have any insight on who they could have been? Frankly, no. I have no idea. Maybe a couple of the four and twenty elders uh, went on a vacation and said, "Hey, man, let's go check out Lewis." <laughs> I don't know. Right. But that's, that, I, I really don't know. <laughs> All right, but that's kind of cool. Just to see, because I'm, I'm still stuck on that one. Yeah, I'm still stuck on that one. That one was like they didn't say anything to me, but I saw them, and anyways, I was stuck on that. But um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll pretty much leave it at that. I had two other dreams that the Lord gave me right after the first show, um, which were Gotta very share prophetic. Gotta share them. And, Go ahead. Yeah, and share. I'll share Go. them real quick because they were actually pretty fast. Um, so one of them, one of them was me in a vehicle, and I was in military uniform. And the people in the vehicle, we were a squad, and we were heading to where my brother was. I kept hearing, heading to where my brother was. And my brother is currently stationed in Puerto Rico. And there was just this, this feeling of war or an attack that had happened. And so I really felt in the spirit that war was coming, but there was an attack on Puerto Rico somehow, some way. I don't know. Puerto Rico, because that's where he's stationed currently, and, and that's what I got from the Holy Spirit. And then the vision shifted, and I was in New York again, and there was another uh, catastrophic attack in New York, and I saw a building that was split in half. You know, it, it, it was weird. I don't know how to explain it, but I just felt in the spirit war and some form of attack. And that's pretty much all I had. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Much yeah, about no, it, there is. I just feel like. Yeah. Yeah. We ought to share notes. You know, we, we probably ought to bring you on again and just spend the whole time. You, you, you tell me what you saw in your vision or your dream. And then what I'll do 
is take the portfolio of visions and dreams that I've been collecting for the last um, 12 years, and and I've been filtering them out too. And then I can share, for, for example, David Wilkerson saw fire rolling down the streets of New York, and that's because there will be a point in time when there are about uh, six to eight ground-based nuclear bombs set off uh, in the United States. I believe that 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 might actually come after the Civil War when they take Trump out Um, because they – by around, around about that time, they're going to want to lock down the country under martial law and and usher in mm. uh, essentially the um, – you know, they're heading for the Great Tribulation as fast as they possibly can, and they want to get the the Antichrist instituted right. and, and the power the power grid locked down. That, that's, that's the goal. Well, we already see it as a work in progress. But, yes, there is uh, – right. there is uh, there's a tidal wave that's going to hit New York. A tidal okay. wave, and there's also a nuclear bomb. Um, th- there will also be, probably during the Civil War period, there will also be riots, chaos, mayhem, and some other things that Wilkerson saw, uh, you know, without getting into all the details. But that might be tied no, to, to what – Yeah, that's what – and what was the other thing you saw what in I the same thinking. vision? Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. That's why I want to mention specifically the cities in the spirit that God was showing me. He showed me yeah. New York and Puerto Rico. So if if at some point you can look in your archives yeah. and see if you have anything, yeah, let me know. Oh, yeah. Especially so, for so Puerto Rico because that, that, that one's that new I, to me. Yeah, so here's the one thing that we have to be vigilant of. It is the mm. – there's – an untold number, uncounted number, but a very large number of believers yeah. that have been shown. And I, I could name names and everything. God's Healer 7 is one of them. Another one is uh, – yeah. um, oh, I, I can't think of all the folks, but it's a lot. And they saw the point in time when Russia and China get together and fly over the North Pole – which is the shortest route, and then they fly over Canada, and then they come down to the United States and do a direct bombing raid across the entire country. But there is also, amidst those prophecies, amidst those uh, dreams and visions, there are also other ones that include um, North Korea in submarines and also, again, China in submarines coming in from the south. Okay, so you got the big, heavy, long-distance bombers that are going to come over Canada and start doing bombing raids over the United States. And then you've got the uh, submarines that are going to come in from the south, which in that case, they would definitely want a a stronghold in Puerto Rico. Okay, because that, you know, Mm. it's like it's like Puerto Rico, Jamaica, that that's that's where you want to do. You, you want to have a stronghold militaristically. You understand that. You've been in the Marines. You don't want to necessarily have your yes. stronghold set up inside the country, especially when the citizenry is armed. Okay, It's better to grab a stronghold in a very nearby island nation community where you can really take control of the island and then launch additional attacks against the enemy from the surrounding islands. That's a very World War II-esque Attack method, you know, that's why, the, you know, Guam and, and, and all these different, you know, Pacific War events were such a big deal because, you know, Japan had that's strongholds right. across all the islands and they had to get control of it. But anyway, uh, any, did you have yeah. any others? <laughs> uh, no, brother, that's, that's it for now. I just, you know, 
just telling you what the Lord wanted me to share today. And thank you for having me again. And it's always a pleasure and it's an honor. And I just love it. I love our conversations and hopefully everything we talked about today, bless someone out there. Oh, amen. Well, we'll definitely circle back and get you back on again. Praise God. And um, uh, would you go ahead and uh, uh, say a prayer for us tonight? Yes, I will. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone listening in, Father. Father, I pray that you would strengthen these people, Lord. I pray that you would give these brothers and sisters in Christ, Father, uh, uh, an understanding of spiritual warfare and why it's so important, Father God, to fight your battles as well, Father. And I just pray a hedge of protection over them tonight, Father God, wherever they may be. I pray and plead the blood of Jesus Christ from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, Father God, to protect them from any demonic encounters that they may be having. We bind anyone, Father God, that is going through demonic oppression. We bind those demons in them, Father God, and around them, Jesus, by their hands, their feet, and their tongue, Father, that you would give them a peaceful sleep. Father, you are the Prince of Peace, Lord. I pray that you would give them that peace, Father God. I pray that that you would send mighty warrior angels to be by their bedside tonight as they're sleeping or conducting throughout uh, just activities throughout their day, Lord, that you would just give them divine protection. And, Father, again, I just pray that testimonies that we gave today would just help someone and encourage someone to go deeper in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, and I got to um, share this with you. Hold on a second. Um, where is it? I should have flagged it. Personal, quiet. Ding, ding, ding. I know I put it in this year. Hold on a second. I wanted to share this with you real quick because you'll get a kick out of it. Um, except I'm not seeing it here. Is this the person? Um, no, no, that's not the one. There was a uh, testimony of a person that I shared on the prayer vigil. Oh, here it is. I think this is it. Um, maybe. Oh, it's worth it if I can find it. Word of encouragement. Let me get down a little bit further. Amen. Uh, mm. Oh, gosh. Uh, I wish I could remember the person's <laughs> name. I remember they only referred to them as their, their selves as M. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, hold on. Just this excuse source. Just interested to hear this one question. Serious problem. Personal. Except, okay, serious problem. Mexico sheriff. No, that's not it. Word of encouragement, that's it. I do believe. All right, listen to this. You're going to dig it. Okay. Father, we just praise your holy name, and we thank you for all of the encouragement. We all need as much of encouragement as we can possibly get. We, Father, you know that we have targets on, on our back that make Texas look like a baby, like I said earlier. Father, we just need your to surround us with your power, your holy fire, authority, hedge of protection on all sides at all time. Vaporize the weapons that would be used against us, spiritual, earthly, Father God, and, and the fiery darts. And punish the demons, Father God, to launch down a holy fire attack directly from your throne room through... Uh, that holy fire, that it should stick to them like white, hot, sticky napalm, Father God. They would scream in horrific agony running through the spiritual realm, as it says in Colossians 2.15, where Jesus Christ has disarmed principalities and powers, making a public spectacle of them thereof. In Jesus' name, we bind this before your courts of heaven. That which is bound on earth is bound, on, bound in heaven. That which is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, we declare this 
and we stand upon it by your promise. You are not a man that you should lie. We know that this is true. We are beyond the state of belief. We know it in Jesus' name, and we thank you, Father, for that divine protection. Hallelujah. Now, check this out. So <laughs> this is great because the person starts out with a testimony basically saying that I heard you out on the Internet, and I thought, you know, she didn't actually come out. I don't know if it's he or she. They just put the letter M. Uh, but anyway, they said, um, I'll just read it. Hey, John, and it's a word of encouragement. It came at exactly the right time. You know how the Lord is. He's awesome. He, you know, just about the time, like, you're ready to grab that satanic, you know, the baseball bat with Satan's face on it. <laughs> and you've had about like, all your days. The Lord, will, the Lord will send somebody to encourage you. So, um I've been doing a prayer vigil, and this isn't a me thing. This isn't a boasting thing. It's it's just it's it's a humility thing. It's like, and I, you know, it's rough. You know how it is. It's tough. And um, this person out of out of nowhere, never heard of this person before, never seen him, never heard of him before. And um, they yeah. say, "quote Hey John, just wanted to let you know what happened during one of your prayer vigil shows that I never that I never listened to." Okay, but the Holy Spirit prompted me by, quote, accident, so that's tongue-in-cheek, to tune in. (laughs) I do not listen to all your shows or guests, especially not the beginning when you pray. So this person inherently did not like how I prayed. Then then, uh, (laughs) then the person goes on it, and they say, quote, I was squatting on the floor in front of my laptop, sitting on a stool, when I accidentally, quote, you know, tongue-in-cheek, clicked on a prayer broadcast. I attempted to turn it off, but felt compelled to not only listen, but to pray with you. As you prayed, the power of God came through the screen, hit me so strong that I fell back three or four feet, landing on my bottom. As I tried to get up, I fell back again. So I I just sat there and finished praying with you. The prayer was only a few minutes, but the power was off the chain. I also felt that that heat coming from the fire of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God coming out through your mouth. Now, I'm just going to leave it at that, but, um, and, uh, you know, the word of encouragement to all the listeners is sometimes you don't see it. Sometimes you're just a meathead like me talking in a microphone in a dark room, you know, and you don't know what's going on on the other side of the mic. Okay, so don't lose heart. Just keep going. Keep going. Praise God. So I just wanted to say thank you so much, Lewis. We'll definitely bring you back on the program again. We certainly don't have any struggle thinking of things to talk about at all. (laughs) So um, I just cannot tell you how grateful we are that you took the time to join us. (laughs) God bless you, brother. Absolutely, brother. And and thank you for hooking us up with the uh, Salvador site. So if people want to get involved, you know, folks, if you, if you're retired and you got the energy and you're you're ready for some adventure, boy, that's a tell you what, that is you'll get all the adventure you ever wanted. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, you, will. So, you surely Amen. will. Ain't gonna be nothing boring about your life. But anyway, thank you so no. much, brother. God bless you. Stay in touch. Amen. Email me once you, in a while. All right. I will. God bless you and thank you all for joining. Yes, you better. Or I'll come down there in Australia and, I don't know, get, get a vaccine or something. But anyway, <laughs> run from it. But anyway, um, God bless you all. Sunday, August the 21st, we'll see you Wednesday night, 7 p.m., Lord willing. Thank you, Brother Lewis. Really awesome show. All right. Amen. Amen. Bye-bye.
Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our might. Sinners at the mercy of grace. Redeemed we are by your embrace. Praise his holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you we will endure until you come back for your bride to set her free. Write our names in your book of life. We are cleansed through your holy sacrifice. I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory. 